Does your financial advisor take the time to really listen to you? Is your financial strategy personalized for you and your family? Will your financial advisor be there as your life and financial situation changes? When you work with Edward Jones, they focus on what's important to you. You'll work together and use an established process to create a personalized financial strategy backed by the advice, tools, and resources to help you reach your goals. And they'll partner with you to help your strategy stay on track. Visit edwardjones.com or stop by the office of Todd Nash in Coralville, Jeff Rudolph, or Scott McGill in Iowa City, or Travis Whitmore in North Liberty. Edward Jones, Making Sense of Investing, member SIPC. From hawkfanatic.com, it's Pat Hardy along with Tom Suter. Thank you, Captain Steve. Morning, Pat. How are you doing? I'm all right. Good morning. Good. It's a chilly day. It's going to be a chilly week. It's and chilly it's going to get days. colder yes. next weekend, right? Uh, even yes. colder. Yes, even colder. Nice. Well, yeah, yeah, like you're going to be able to tell. It still hasn't, <laughs> I mean, yeah, still hasn't bothered me as much as the one two years ago. No? no I'm like, today there's no breeze, no wind or anything. Yeah. I mean, it's cold, but it just doesn't seem as bad as no, two years ago. I agree. I walked the dog this morning, and I was fine. Yeah, what's you know? the difference between six above and uh, and zero? It's really... Six degrees. Yeah, but you're not going to... Yeah, I oh notice my it. God, it's... Really? Yes, I wouldn't set it if I didn't notice it. I don't just say things to say things. Well, I mean, this is. I mean, two years ago it was minus. This 35. show would have been done in five ten. Two years ago it was minus thirty five. Yeah, wind chills minus fifty. Well, I mean, yeah, then you'll know that I noticed. You would notice that. Well, that's what I'm saying. I said this isn't what it was like two years ago. Yeah, I don't know what we're arguing about. I just no, said this is nothing like it was two years ago. I'm saying this week, six above today. Uh, you know, two above tomorrow, you're not gonna. Well, know, I didn't. Okay, tell the difference. But I didn't. Yeah. That I hadn't commented on that. You're. Yeah. It's like you're arguing with yourself. <laughs> well, it wouldn't be the first time. <laughs> argue we I distinctly day. said two years ago. Because <laughs> I remember one of those days two years ago, the high was minus eighteen. And then I remember it got to like minus thirty eight or something. I swear, because I, I was worried my pipes were gonna freeze. I, I never, believe that was the day Molly's battery died, and I had to go try to. Jump started and couldn't, and you know, and that call. was weird. That was February too. Yeah. It seems like February has the worst, really, really cold spills than January. At least I remember when Penn State came here in basketball way back when Dan Earl played, and it was like late February. And I remember it was like minus fifteen. It was just as cold. And there, I just remember. Um, being there interviewing those Penn State guys by the tunnel with the door, and every time they'd open up the door to the back there where team mm-hmm. bus, just this cold, because it was really windy too. I mean, the wind, won't we, can't we agree? Like, if it was really windy today, it would be miserable. Yes. Yeah, you'd have a terrible We're just wind. lucky yes. that, is there a big wind coming up anytime this week? Because uh, that's the only yes, thing that's been saving tonight. us. Tonight? Tonight. Well, if we're sleeping, that's fine. I, yeah, I'll be inside. So I McLean said it best. February made me shiver. It does. Yeah. But like when I got out today to walk to from here into the, I'm like you know it's cold but it's not like it's not like it's brutal. doable. It's doable. That's a good yeah. word for it. So look on the bright side. Yeah. And I say if my pipes survived two years ago, they're gonna survive now. Because yeah. that wasn't that record. Didn't Cedar Rapids set like two or three all-time lows during that thing? 
I, th- I think, I think they, they did. did. I don't know if we. I don't, I don't know if we did. I don't, I don't remember. Two years ago. It was. Oh, it was. I would take your word. It, it was cold. unbelievably cold for where, a, n- a number of days. Where was I? You were here. <laughs> you were <laughs> where you, you always right are. Where right where you are. Here. <laughs> I don't and I remember they called it a polar vortex. <laughs> yes. Is yeah. this isn't a, this is just a cold Arctic? No, rock. this is a polar vortex. Oh, this is too. Okay. Yep. But yeah, that thing was. It was brutal. Hello. Hello. It's just plain cold. Anyway. Yesterday we lost another doubleheader. Yeah, the I, same team. I said that they end the spring. Did they really? Iowa lost. Just, the lost. women lost by thirteen. And the men, they both lost. Uh, to but Indiana. That just, that just I was not aware of that. Shoves us down, and uh, we aren't going to have a chance for any title or anything down here. And and are we going to make sure we even get through the Big Ten tournament? Um. Well, everyone plays in the Big Ten tournament. Yeah, but. How far are we going to go? Who cares? Yeah, I mean, I, at this stage, I mean, I think the Big Ten tournament's so overrated. If they get to the Sweet 16, all this stuff will be forgotten. Now, that's a big uh, if, but yeah. still, yes. dude, there's right. still eight games left in the season. I mean, this this the season's over. Fire Fran. Fran fade. We suck. I mean, I just, nah, I yeah, this is a tough time right now, but I don't know why so many people are just giving up like it's over. I don't get that. Just because but, they're. But I'm wondering if. Is it always a good idea to <clears throat> take a guy out when he has two fouls and let him sit out the whole? I mean, well, half that's another thing. Some people are first, acting like Fran- first half. Some people are acting like Fran's the only coach. I've seen thousands of coaches yes. do exactly what Fran. Yeah. I'm not saying it's the right move or the wrong move, but some of these Iowa fans are acting like what Fran did yesterday was just unprecedented. Nobody's ever done. Well, I guarantee. Happens. I think it yeah. happens all the time. I guarantee if. I just wonder if it's a good idea because I thought Luca came back cold. I guarantee if Garza would have picked up his third foul in the first half and then fouled out in the second Everybody half, everyone would have blamed yes. Fran. There's, he can't win in this. You can't win when you combine hindsight with social media. You just can't no. win. No, you can't. Nope. And, and I keep wondering why he gets bashed in there, but he keeps getting called fouls. Well, yeah. I, I, you know, I mean, it's not like this happens every game. I think we're all overreacting a little bit. Yeah, that, there were some questionable calls, but Indiana was called for more fouls in the second half than Iowa was. I mean, I we had every opportunity to, to win the game. Iowa and was we up didn't. by six points midway through the second half. Garza was not in foul trouble at that point. That stuff was behind him, yeah. and they still lost. And the officials didn't have anything to do with it. No. Well, yeah, we just we just seem to have a problem of. Our defense. Yeah, Our defense was defense really pretty was good. Fine. Yeah, defense yeah. wasn't the problem at all yesterday. No, yesterday was offensive execution and bad, bad fouls, but no, defense was fine. Fran even said it. Now, off rebounding was bad. Indiana got 15 offensive rebounds, but no, defense yeah, was, was, defense was not an issue at all yesterday. You give up 67 points, you should win. You should win. Especially when you average in the eight, almost 80. Yeah. No, defense well, was fine. Well, the women, they came back and tied in the fourth quarter and then they, they uh, Indiana just got hot. They just ran all around them and mm-hmm. seemed to put in these uh, little shots from right around the basket. More athletic, and Indiana's ranked. Yeah. They're just a better team. Iowa's, they were a better team. Iowa's just, I'm not saying they're rebuilding, but this this is turning out to be kind of a tough run for them in the Big Ten. They'll, they're going to be lucky to finish but, 500 in the Big Ten the way they're going now. But our wrestlers, they, they got their two-game wins. Yep, did what, as expected. Yep. And did the Super Bowl go the way you thought? Not the way I thought. I picked Tampa Bay to win, but I didn't think Tampa Bay's defense would just completely dominate the game. I mean, yeah. Tom Brady greats the storyline. Get the 
that defense is. It was Tom defense. Brady was the reason they were there, but the defense won the game last night. Yeah, Tom absolutely. Brady barely threw for 200 yards. One of his touchdown passes was basically a lateral to Gronk. Mm-hmm. Walked into the end zone. Tampa Bay's defense won that game. Yeah, they played cover two and rushed four the whole game, and Kansas City never could run the ball. And that's the only way you're going to force a defense to get out of cover two, and they couldn't. Yeah, and and they seem to be good at uh, getting uh, Patrick Mahomes. I mean, I've never seen the guy run around that much in the backfield. He had no time. No, he couldn't get yeah. anything going. They had three starters missing on the O line, and it showed. Was it COVID? Well, I guess it'll be a brighter day some other day. We'll we'll live to fight another battle. That's the way to look at it. That's it. Okay. <laughs> well, see you guys. See you later, Car. Take care of business. Beat have the men beat Rutgers on Wednesday, and uh, Fran will be great again. But no, I thought the Super Bowl sucked. I didn't even watch most of the fourth. I just it was. Just, I liked uh, was just, the people in, that are going the refs. When, when there was a score of thirty-one to nine. Well, there were some there were some questionable calls, but most yeah. of them mm-hmm. were penalties. But they were really impactful. Yeah. yeah, two of the penalties led to two Tampa Bay touchdowns. The one they were going to punt, and then they get the, the the personal foul ball on number ninety-five. I know that center for Tampa Bay, that Jensen's a big mouth who's always starting crap on the field, and you can tell he started it, but then Jones inst- responded, and the official saw it. To me, I don't think you needed to call that. Probably not. But the one was interference, whatever, but, man, Tampa Bay got all the breaks, and Tom Brady had all day to throw. He did, and, uh, you know, he didn't have a bad day. He had three, three touchdown passes in the first half. He did. I mean, uh, one of them was literally a five-yard yeah. lateral. It was, I mean, that those those touchdown pass stats are kind of – Tom Brady was fine, but he was yes. not the reason. No. He was not the reason no. they won the game. No. That was – it was, <laughs> as you just said, it was their defense. Hello. You know, what What do you what, – what is your here response to when I say that the men's basketball team, there is a trend of the last third of the season being the, the least – strongest of the of the parts of the season we're not there yet but, though but they're still they're, they're still deep we're not they're deep but go ahead well we're not there at the last third of the season yeah yet. we got and eight more this games. current slump started not even at the midway point of the conference season mid yeah i mean this game this started there in their this started the seventh game into the conference play so this yeah no i know there's there's the last seven games of the Big Ten season under Fran, Iowa is 29 and 41. There's a, there's problems. I mean, most of the years they've struggled. Some years they haven't. But we're not even there yet. This is a new slump. This is one of the earliest slumps they've been in under Fran. And but there's also still time to right the ship too. So we'll see. Right. I mean, they're obviously playing. I mean, even a team that doesn't have the best record, they're they're just there's just so many good overall teams in the Big Ten. But but how, how, you know, I mean, even though this this slump is starting sooner. What are your what are your thoughts as to as to why is it a practice issue is it a is it a minutes issue I mean it just seems like we're deep that we shouldn't be we shouldn't be struggling as much as we are. Well, I think there's a lot of issues. I think number well, one, CJ is number. One. Yeah, but I, I I just don't. I mean, I had some people say you know with CJ this is all happening because I think CJ's good. Don't get me wrong, but the number four score on a team with this kind of experience shouldn't cause. Shouldn't. No, CJ's not the only. That's just an easy cop out, that, and blaming the officials. And there's a, there's a lot to it, though. I mean, they're just, 
I'm just surprised that with their experience, they don't know how to close games better. They don't know how to protect leads. And we can't, can't seem to figure out how to stay hot when Garza is the focal point of the offense. That's the other issue. When Joe becomes the main focus and they start designing plays for him, he's fine. Joe's problem seems to be trying to figure out how to complement when, of course, Luca's the emphasis like he was in the second half. Joe disappears. The other problem they have going on right now is Joe Toussaint is barely playing, but part of the reason is because he's turning the ball over. He's I mean, he's just a turnover machine. He was just made some unbelievably dumb passes yesterday. Fran took him out. That's part of the f- problem. I mean, Patrick McCaffrey's playing well, but Patrick's not mi- making threes. I mean, he took a couple shots. Had they gone in yesterday, it would have been huge. Connor's not scoring a lot right now. And there's just so many different things you can point to. Defense has been an ongoing problem. Yesterday, defense was not the problem. Another thing, Jack Nungy's got to get stronger near the basket. I mean, Jack Nungy had so many little bunnies in traffic that he's got to make it his size, and he just didn't make. And they ended up being wasted possessions when he should have scored. So I just named off like six or seven things. I don't know how they're practicing. I'm not there. A lot of people want to say this is on Fran. I mean, and, and as the head coach, you do take part of it. The buck stops with the head coach, but at some point, the players have to be responsible too. I mean, it's a group effort. You lose I and just, win as a I team. I just hate the thought of, with six minutes left, those last two losses, I think we even had a slight lead, but I just felt confident that it was going to go back and forth and that we weren't going to win at the end. I just hate, hate feeling that way in a, in a tight game, and uh, I, don't, I don't really know why yet. So. Well, I mean, it's just because you've seen Different it things. It's not the same thing every game. I mean, we've had problems like Indiana did not fill it up from three like some of the other teams Indiana have. shot 35% and missed nine free throws and still won. Yeah. Think about that. Yeah. I mean, Indiana missed nine free yeah. throws. They had a lot of open threes that they, oh. that they, that they clamped. Well, they I even clumped, tweeted so, yeah. that, you know, at the first half, I tweeted, you know, Indiana shot horribly in the first, terrible in the first half, and yet they led. Mm-hmm. I mean, they led because Iowa just couldn't close the deal. And Iowa, I mean, Fran right now, I don't think he knows what to expect from his bench. Sometimes they're good. Sometimes they're not. Well, and, well we have 39 points the other night, and uh, against Indiana we had five from our bench. Yeah, well, I mean, he's not playing them much. Well. I mean, he's just not. I mean, he put Perkins on him. Toussaint did not get. He, Toussaint threw that one. I don't know where he was throwing the ball. Right in front of the Indiana bench. He yeah. just, and I don't know what. And Fran, I just saw Fran took. He said, Jordan, get, get him out. I could just tell they can't afford the turnovers. Right now, Joe's in a funk right now with the ball. He's turning the ball over a lot. And that's hurting him. Jordan does not turn the ball over for the most part. So, I mean, missing Frederick is big. But it's not. But I just to say that and the officials, the only reason they're not winning is I just that's too easy. And I'm not saying you're saying that, caller, but I, I had some people tweet at me saying, you know, CJ's the main reason this is all happening. I mean, come on. I mean, he's good, but he's their fourth leading scorer. I mean, if they lost yeah, Garza. We, you... we only had 10 turnovers last one. It's probably because we took Tucson out, but we only had 10 turnovers yesterday. So Yeah, they also only had five assists, too. The ball was just not moving around much. There just was a lot of dribbling. and I mean, I only had five assists, which was unbelievably low. And... It's Indiana's just, they know how to defend Iowa. They, they do. I mean, they know how to defend Iowa. The second foul on Garza, I mean, this is, I mean, it's, I don't know how to, I'll see what Adam Haluska says when he calls in at 930. If you're an Indiana fan, that's definitely a foul. You're saying, look at him just throwing his elbow. If you're an Iowa fan, well, he's got a right to stand. 
So, or the, the no, if you're an Iowa fan, you're saying, hey, he's got a right to move. He's got, but if you're an Indiana fan, you're saying, and he threw that elbow right in his face. That's the second or third time Luke has been called for that foul this year at a critical time. Opponents are starting to do that to him now. They're trying to figure out ways to get him in foul trouble. And I think now Iowa needs to adjust because I think we have to admit, he does throw his elbow when he spins like that. He does. He does. It's part of the move. It's part of his move. But if there's a face standing in the way, sometimes an official is going to call it, and that's what happened. You know, he played, he played eight minutes in the first half, and I think he played 28 overall, so he must have played he played the end. Yeah. Oh, most Fran, of the, he, in the entire second half. He did. So. Fran barely substituted. Yeah, Fran barely yeah. substituted in the second half. He just, did, just didn't rely on his bench. He just didn't trust him yesterday. All right. Go All right. On. Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. But nobody for Iowa right now, other than Garza, and Garza's even hit sort of a little yeah. by his terms here. You know, he's had a few games under 20 now. Who on the team right now – is playing really well, just consistently really well. No, nobody. nobody. Nobody on the team right now is playing. I mean, Wieskamp gets 15 in the first half, disappears in the second half. Keegan Murray always impacts the game in some ways, but sometimes he had a couple bad turnovers yesterday, careless where he got caught dribbling from behind and what have you. But nobody on the team is consistently night in and night out bringing it on both ends of the floor right now. And if you're a good team, this is the time of year you want your veteran players to rise, and it's just not happening right now. I mean, Garza is certainly the closest. Oh, yeah. I mean, he gets 18, but. He gets eighteen, and we're critiquing his performance. Hello. Hey, good morning, fellas. How you guys Hi, doing? Terry. Hey, Terry. Good, Terry. Hey, I'm going to pick your guys' brain for a little bit. As the uh, Super Bowl is winding down, I got to thinking, what former Hawkeyes football team have won a Super Bowl in their rookie season? Uh, I well, no, I'd have to. I have no idea. Yeah, I, I'd have to think on that. Well, uh, well, I I came up with, of course, Tristan Wirfs, and then the other guy I came up Anthony with, Nelson. was uh, Ryan. He's not a rookie. Oh no! You're yeah, right. he's not a rookie. You're right. You're right. Yeah, and then Brian Balaga with the Packers, his rookie year. Okay. That's... But those were the only two, and I had to stop and think. Gosh, there's got to be other ones out there. Well, I'm sure there probably is. It's just I don't have time right now to yeah, research it. <laughs> but I, you know, um, if anyone knows, give us a call. But I'm sure there's got to be some others. I mean, Super Bowl goes back to what '67. Well, this is right. 55 Super Bowls. Yeah, so. so I think the first year was '67. So, but no, it's. I mean, what Tristan did yesterday. I mean, it's very unusual. And man, he was good. I, yeah, I saw him a few hey. times, and he was good. Do you guys know what the uh, winning team payout got? No. Uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Oh, I was just curious to see what they. I mean, some captains want to go. I'm, I'm some. I'm sure somebody could Google it and find out. Right. You know, honestly, I didn't read one word about Super Bowl. You know, the I build up to I, the I never Super do. Bowl. I never do. Didn't I just, watch any uh, TV things. Uh, yeah, I, I don't care enough about it. I've never been a huge Super Bowl fan no. unless the Bears are in. I mean, I watch it. Like I watched last night until it just got to the point where Kansas City's offense was just just ridiculous. They couldn't do anything. He's, all right, fellas. all right, Terry. Have a great day today. Yep. Sorry, sorry, Terry. Right. Couldn't yeah. help you out much. You we didn't have much answers. Hundred and twenty-four thousand for the winner. Yeah. Hey, that's not bad work. Not bad. Not yeah. a bad. Not a bad three hours work. Yeah. And I wish you guys paid like that. <laughs> I wish we did. I wish we could. I wish you guys would pay me one hundred and twenty-four thousand dollars for three hours work. No. I wish we could. Never gonna happen. No. <laughs> Even if we could. I wish you guys would pay me a hundred dollars for three hours work. <laughs> But no, that's that's good. That's good money if good work if you can get it. Yep, yep. So yeah, I mean, a lot of Chiefs fans around here. I know they're all disappointed, but they. Uh, 
Ray's a Chiefs fan. Yeah. I'd Sugar Ray. Was saw he blaming, Sugar Ray this morning. Was he blaming the officials? No, he was pretty circumspect. I mean, the officials certainly didn't help Kansas City, but the game was so lopsided, it's hard to blame that. I mean, Kansas City's offense just, it's like Tampa Bay had 13 defenders. That's what it seemed like. Just nobody. And when they did, when Mahomes was able to scramble and throw balls, Kansas City dropped them. They must have had three or four huge drops. Balls hit him right in the face, and even Kelsey dropped one. Yeah. So just right now, pro football is being dominated by a 43-year-old immobile quarterback. Think about that. He's 43. It's hard to believe, isn't it? And he barely got touched last night. Yeah, he he really he was. I mean, he barely had to even sweat. I mean, he just had all day to throw. Receivers were open. He got sacked what once? One time in opening series. Yeah, when Tom Brady's under pressure, he's not very good. But he always puts himself in situations where rarely is he under pressure. Uh, well, I think they put, you know, a lot of the teammates said he made a. I mean, just psychologically made a big difference uh, to the team when he came there. Yeah, and their defense also was incredible, and he knew that. I mean, they were one of the top three defenses in the NFL at the end of last year. They were great, and he knew they had two Pro Bowl receivers. He knew that they were going to get Gronk. I mean, he's not an idiot. He picked Tampa Bay because he he knew it was built to win. Now, did he – I mean, he still made it all the way to the Super Bowl, but the the defense was the storyline yesterday. Brady was the story, I get it, but the defense dictated that game. Mm -hmm. Tom Brady fed off his defense. I'm not saying he was a game manager or anything, but he barely threw for 200 yards. I mean, Mahomes actually threw for more yards than Brady, but statistics like that are misleading. Hello. Hello. We did have a couple good Iowa players playing defense for Kansas City that made the impact on the goal line. Yeah, Neiman was right there. No, Neiman and Hitchens both played. Oh, oh, well, what about the ball Hitchens hit out of the receivers mm-hmm. against that was the a receiver's great play. helmet? Yeah, Hitchens, they both played well. I mean, the Hitch, they've been good for Kansas City ever since. I mean, Hitchens has been there a while. Well, he was with Dallas before. No, great stories. Both of them were. Yeah, and they played no, well. No, I mean, Iowa had to be proud of both teams. You know, the yeah. players from Iowa on both teams did good job. Either yeah, way, two best. Hawkeyes were going to go away with Super Bowl victories last night. Mm-hmm. Yep, so yeah, no, it was good representation for mm-hmm. Iowa. No. And then um, on the basketball side mm-hmm. and stuff, um, I wasn't real happy with some of the calls yesterday, but that's how basketball goes. Mm-hmm. You know, don't blame them. Just, you know, you can be unhappy with them and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I think, Rise above. you know, the biggest problem is they just seem to all of a sudden get into we got to shoot threes syndrome and – you know, they the last two games when they had the lead, they seemed to go down and shoot quick threes, and all of a sudden it goes the other way. You know, well, and they drop. You know, they don't make them, and and you know, I mean, you know, when they drop, it's great, but you know, sometimes you just wonder if they need to slow down a little bit when they got the lead and work the offense a little better. Maybe so. I mean, no, that wouldn't hurt, but. Part of the thing is Jordan Bohannon, the best thing he does is make threes. Joe Wieskamp, maybe the best oh. thing he does is make – I mean, they have players that are really reliant on three-point shooting to do their thing. And I think that's part oh, of – it's a big part of I their – It's a big part of who they are, and sometimes it's feast or famine mm-hmm. with threes. Yeah. Yes, this is very true, very true. Yep. But we'll just, you know, you know, we'll continue to cheer them on. That's yep. the best I thing to do. Through the, I went through the 0-10, football season, so, I mean, I've – I'm a diehard Hawk fan. So, there you go. You, you bet. Yep. You bet. <laughs> okay. You guys have a good day. Stay warm. Yep.
When in doubt, man, go back to 1973 Hawkeye football. Seriously, that's the way to do it. That's, the, that's like going back to that weather front two years ago. There's always something worse. You want to talk about the 73 season? Not really. <laughs> Did you go to all the games, all the home yes. games? Yes. Drunk? Uh, you had to. Hell, by the end of that, you're probably speedballing. No, right? I don't. I wasn't drinking much back in, in those days. 23, how old were you? 21? Uh, 73, I would 21. God, I'd already quit You're drink. really not drinking that much. I'd almost, days. by 20. Well, I drink most every day, though. Shooter, by 21, yeah. I'd almost quit drinking. You know, I was, yeah. no, I'm kidding. But no, I was not old enough to remember. I sort of remember the 73 season. I, I just remember people, wow, they lost again. I just, but I'm not old enough to really, it doesn't really register. But And that team was bad. Well, and longtime Iowa basketball fans, you know, this shouldn't shock Shock people. No, but this team, and it's not Iowa fans' fault. They're not. Iowa fans aren't the ones who ranked it third in the country that's, preseason. That's right. Iowa fans aren't the reason it's still ranked eighth in the country. A lot of people bought into this team. I bought into this team. Tons, well, I did too. Tons of people. Now, I never bought into it where I was thinking they're gonna they could win it Final all. Final four. I just no. didn't think they ever had enough athleticism and defense. But I didn't expect them to be seven and five after twelve games. No. Hello. Do you guys think they're gonna have an NIT tournament? God, I haven't given any I thought. I hadn't thought for um, even a second. You know, I you know probably nothing not. would, nothing would surprise me, but I'd probably lean to no at this stage. But I think a lot will depend on how many more games get postponed. Yeah, because they, I mean, they announced the NCAA tournament a long time ago. You haven't heard anything about NIT. Yeah, and yeah, I would be surprised if you, they play it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what, I don't think Iowa fans would be wanting to see this team in the NIT. No. God, could you imagine if they go like nine and eleven and get? Oh my but God. I don't think they're. I, mean, I don't think they joke about nine eleven. They still have to win two more games. Oh man, my Twitter feed yesterday. This season's over. We're done. We'll be lucky to win another game. Fran sucks. Fran's got to go. Nepotism. Every it was just, just coming fired at me. The officials. All the negative uh, narratives. Yeah, they. This, Nit they, uh, tournament uh, begins the sixteenth of March, yeah. ends the first. So they are going to well, play. So I it's, guess they're going to play. It. I didn't realize that they had already. Confirmed it, okay. Hmm. But I'm not, and I don't think that's what the caller was. In. I, I, I'm not ready to say this team is in complete collapse. Four out of five is bad. Yeah, no, they got to beat. No they, they got to beat. They got to win. They got to beat Rutgers. I mean, they got Rutgers and Michigan State this week. If they, if they go one and one or zero oh and two, that's bad. Yeah. I mean, and they're playing at Michigan State. That's going to be a tough. That that won't be easy. I don't think. Because we got some real tough games ahead. We got two. Matchups against Wisconsin. We have Michigan. Probably going to lose at least one of those, I would at say. At least, yeah. You know, you got Michigan. There could be seven losses right there. I mean, remember when we were talking before the, yeah, I don't see them losing. And I've said this too. I don't see them losing more than maybe six or seven conference games at the most. Well, they're there. Yeah. And there's still eight conference games remaining. There's a lot of season left. Here's Eastern Iowa's understudy to the weekend, Adam Haleska. Hey, what's up, guys? <laughs> Who's the weekend? The Super Bowl halftime. Oh, I didn't know performer. any. I didn't know the two people who did the national anthem. I didn't know any of the singers last night. I had no clue. It was like I was on a different planet. I didn't see the national anthem, but I thought the weekend was was good. I Why did. is he called the weekend? So did, does called. that mean he just likes the weekend? Is that is the only? Singer? I think his name's Billy Weekend. Is oh, it's not <laughs> no. like W E E. No, no. no. I'm, I'm with you. Pat, I didn't know much about who that guy was either. My kids did, but I didn't have a clue. I had no clue. And it's it's spelled W-E-E-K-N-D. Yeah. <laughs> and he's and worth, you don't need the E. He and doesn't he, need and he's worth $100 million. 
Well, some isn't. Uh, didn't you look up someone named Shariah's worth like eight million? Shakira uh, he made eight hundred million or something. Shakira's yeah, I, worth uh, six hundred. And I'd so. never heard of her either. It's unbelievable. I didn't mind the national anthem. I thought it was okay. I just who was a, it? Some guy named Eric Church, wasn't it? Yeah, Eric Church. Church. Who, who's he? He's a country artist. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that's who I said should fill up uh, Kinnick. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. No, well, I guess I, you guys aren't on the same page at all. Hey, right? I even tweeted that I hadn't heard of any of these guys, but I was willing to say that may say more about me than those people. Like, I, I mean, I, I've just never been a country music fan. But that's right. I do remember you saying that, Adam, so I guess I had heard of him. But I thought they did okay together, two different contrasting styles. Yeah. It was okay, but, man, it just takes forever. Those players are standing there ready to go and some of that. It was, it was neat, though, the, uh, the planes flying over, the, B, what, the B-1 bomber flying over that thing and – but all right, well let's Adam. I mean, God, this is a, Kansas City could have used that B one bomb. Yeah, <laughs> this is a um, getting to be a familiar pattern for us, Adam. I'm getting your explanation for why they were unable to close the deal again. They led by six midway through the second half, and fifty to forty four, and it looked like. The, and that's what Lucas said. Lucas said yesterday, you know, guys, it's not how we close this game. They actually played well at the very end. Mm-hmm. But it was that stretch there prior to those last five minutes. But, Adam, what, I mean, can you put a finger on what's going on? They've lost four out of five. Is it time to panic? How concerned are you? You know, I don't think it's time to panic. I think the goals that we kind of talked about, you know, winning the Big Ten regular season and some of that is is obviously changing. So we got to kind of shift um, how we're going to close this season out. You know, I've talked to a few guys, I mean, even some former players and stuff, and, I, I mean, this team just needs to be consistent on defense. I, I think we still, even though the effort might have been better yesterday, you know, as soon as we went to the zone, and I listened to Sherman Dillard on the on the radio with, with Dolph and um, Hanson, Bobby, they he kind of alluded, yeah, we came out hot, and then obviously Luca gets in foul trouble, Keegan gets in foul trouble, they go to the zone, you know, things kind of shift back, and, Obviously, Indiana makes a run right before the half. But we give up leads pretty quick. You know what I mean? Some of those, mm-hmm. you're up six or you're up ten. I mean, even in, in prior games, we can see a lead go pretty quick. We'll take fast shots. We don't always make the other team defend, uh, you know, for long periods of time. And, you know, they, our transition D sometimes, too. We need to have a guy getting back. There's a lot of easy buckets that we can give up, you know, on top of, you know, quick threes that the defense will – or. Uh, that the other team will take, it just seems like a, a lead can disappear with this team pretty quick. We just got to, mm-hmm. I don't know, sometimes sustain some of those runs that they make and slow down, get a good possession, maybe get fouled, go to the free throw line. Um, I think I've talked to you guys before. We always broke things into four-minute games, mm-hmm. kind of like those TV timeouts. Maybe instead of looking at it the big game, and I don't know how Fran does that, but slow things down so you're really concentrated on the next four minutes, mm-hmm. the next four minutes, you know, coming out with a lead. Um those are just kind of thoughts that pop into my mind. But Well, I thought of you yesterday when Wieskamp in the first half was attacking the basket. I thought of what you say, you've you said on this show numerous times. He's got to be more aggressive. He was doing all that in the first half without Garza in there. Garza comes back, then Wieskamp disappears. Is part of that reason, Adam, because Garza brings so many bodies into the paint to where Joe doesn't see driving lanes or just assumes they're not there because the paint is clogged with defenders trying to guard Garza. What's your thoughts? Because Joe disappears a lot when Luca is out there. He does, and a lot of those guys just perimeter watch. Like, they just stand around and kind of wait yeah. for a kick out. Or, and I've said that before. We've got to do a better job of screening, but I would use Luca, you know, not only as he's the focal point because he's leading scorer in the country and, you know, arguably the best player in the country, in, in my opinion, um, but 
you know, Joe's got to use him a little bit, whether you're coming off the screen or, or doing something, because he garners so much attention. There's easily ways to work off of Luca. Mm-hmm. It doesn't mean that, you know, as soon as they're in there together, everything just goes to Luca. I mean, sometimes that can be to his advantage, where the defense is just everything. Everybody's watching as soon as the ball goes into the post or high post. Joe's got to be able to work off of that. And, you know, at this stage, uh, especially after what Luca did last year, I would think that they've figured that out yet, or they have figured that out. But I don't know. Time will tell here. I just, uh, you know, when Joe gets going and, yeah, Luca's not in there, it looks like the Joe Wieskamp that, you know, we saw from a few years ago, even in high school, I and mean, he's mm-hmm. just a scorer. And then, you know, sometimes that, that switch just gets turned off, it seems like, at mm-hmm. times, and he's not even looking to, you know, make a play on the ball. So, Are you surprised that Fran is being second-guessed so much for sitting Garza? Because like I was telling these guys earlier, I've been watching basketball for years, and I, I've seen countless coaches take their star player out who gets too fouled. I don't know why. Le- it's like people are acting like Fran just set new precedent, and I don't get it. I mean, I wasn't surprised that he didn't return him in the first half. Were you? Well, no, and especially since we had that lead, and, and that lead went quick. 17-7 to seven they were finished. ahead. Uh, I yeah. mean, uh, we had our, our guards and – you know, subs and everybody that kind of came in. I, we did a fairly good job with the lack of minutes that he played. That's every coach's call. Like you said, if if he would have brought him back in and said, "Hey, you got two fouls. Stay, uh, stay careful. You know, be careful out there. Don't try to get another foul." And he ends up getting one. People are going to jump on him for that. It's, exactly. Can't it's, win. You know, you're damned if you do, damned if you don't. But I, you know, I'm I'm under one of those that, you know, he is the best um, out there. I. It, it's hard not to have him on the floor, but I, I'm with Fran. I mean, either decision, uh, you're, you're going to have people on both sides that are going to second guess it. Well, part of the reason mm-hmm. I'm with Fran on this one is Lu- the way Luca plays. Luca's at, he bangs a lot. I mean, there's I mean he does some banging. People bang him. There's a lot of contact, and you just don't know how the officials are going to call that thing. But the other thing, Adam, they were ahead by six points, fifty to forty-four, midway through the second half. Luca wasn't in foul trouble, and they still lost. Yeah, and Luca had a big second half. Yeah. Did he have 16, I think, yeah. in the first half, 15 yeah. in the second? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there again, we uh, we made that little stretch there. Um, you know, and as close, once again, I, I said this about the last Indiana game, we just did not rebound well, but they, they didn't shoot free throws well at all again. They were 15 nine. 24. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, 44 to 36 on the rebounding. Sometimes we just get out hustled at, at times on some of those loose balls, or you know, guys just uh, call positioning a little bit. But uh, it's, it's 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 no time to give up. I mean, I know Iowa fans were disappointed. I was at a my my son had a basketball tournament yesterday afternoon, and people were huddled around watching it. And then I went and rewatched the game when I got home um, after the Super Bowl, and you know, tried to pick up on man, where what are we doing? What can we do better? And, you know, I think Fran's going to have to sit those boys in, in film sessions. And yeah. once again, I think it's going to have to start with defense. Oh, I agree. If you look at some of our efficiency ratings and all that, that's starting to really kind of take notice. And for me, once again, I try to always be positive, but you look at some of these past games that we played, like Michigan State did not have a lot of good shooting nights coming in. And, you know, you look at Ohio State, I mean, a lot of these teams are they're easily scoring on us or guys are having some, some big nights. I think – you have to start looking at yourself in the mirror and say, what's happening? You know, is our defense that relaxed or when we're playing that 2-3 or, you know, is there too many open shots for mm-hmm. some of these guys and they're not contested? Um, but I think that's where we're at a point where we got to kind of look in the mirror and say, right, we got to 
if, if we're going to be good, you're not going to have a team in the Sweet 16, Elite Eight, Final Four that you know is 200 in the country on defense. You know, those yeah. that's not that's not going to work. I mean, even if you have great offensive shooting nights, you can't be trying to outscore somebody you know 92 to 89 you know to win games. So uh, I know Fran hasn't always been a big defensive guy, but I think these guys, we, we've got the talent there. They just got to buy into it. So how many times, you know, a lot of these loose balls we're talking about where they don't get, how how much do you think part of the reason is because the other guy chasing after the ball is quicker? I mean, Indiana was quicker at every Reacts position on the floor to, yeah. last night, other than maybe Keegan Murray. Indiana was quicker, and that seems like in lots of times, Adam, when Iowa plays – they are the least quick at multiple positions on the court. I mean, am I reading too much into that? Or I, to me, it seems like right now a lack of quickness is hurting these guys. Yeah, but I would say some of it's like a mentality, right? Like uh, that you're going to be tough. You're going to go after sure. those balls. You're oh, without gonna, question. You know, and, and a team like Indiana, right? They're five and six now in the conference. They were nine and eight coming into the game. We're ranked eighth in the country. You know, we've got a target on our back. Mm-hmm. These guys are going to scratch and claw for everything. And they got nothing to lose. So, there again, our guys have to play with a little bit of a chip on our shoulder that when we play a team like Indiana, well, I, I just, I know they've got some talent. They're athletic. They can't but shoot. The, yeah, they can't shoot. They're not better than us. No, and yet they no. still found two ways to beat us, one at home and one on the road. No, you're right. Um, in two separate games there. So, Indy- I don't know. <clears throat> you know, when I... Again, I'm kind of bringing up the defensive side, but when I played at Iowa State, when I played at Iowa, you know, our big thing was I don't care what you can do scoring-wise. If you can't defend and I can't count on you on defense, you, you can't see the floor. I mean, that was the first thing at Iowa State. You know, well, you I know Alford had an offensive mentality, but, I mean, he would say the same thing. It does me no good if you can score 20 and you give up 22. So what you're you saying, know? though, is that Alford never could have played for Alford then, right, is what you're saying? <laughs> now I will say Eustace I mean defense you could tell it was de- I mean didn't wasn't defense his number one emphasis on everything didn't that kind of even take more priority over offense your practices yeah 100% and I think that was to a fault I mean I'd, I'd say it to this day that we just did not do any offensive work really there was yeah. no skill development there was no it all was defense rebounding and, and getting back and you know, not letting uh, easy transition buckets, and which there's something to be taken away from that, right? I think if yeah. that's the identity you want as a defensive stopping team, but you got to mix in the offense on the other side too. Yeah, it is the object of the game is to score points. I do, but yeah, no, you could always tell Larry's teams were very concerned about defense. But I'm not saying Fran. I mean, I don't think Fran does not care about defense. But like you said, Adam, he wants to play at a fast pace. Offense yep. is his main priority. The problem is when you play at a fast pace, it speeds everything. It speeds everything yep. up, and then that makes it easier for the other team to score in transition. And I'm going back to this quickness thing. It just seems like there's times when Iowa is out there. Like it just seemed like there were times yesterday when Indiana's quickness was just a big factor in that game. It just seems that they got the points quicker. They were able to get around guys and what have you. And obviously, Frederick. Missing Frederick hurts, but I had some people tell me, well, this doesn't happen if Frederick's playing. Now, Adam, he's a good player, but he's the team's fourth leading scorer. Shouldn't a team with this experience and death be able to hold on a little better without its fourth leading scorer right now? Yeah, but, you know, it does kind of throw things out of whack a little bit. You know, we've had guys that were injured and stuff, and, you know, as easy as people say, well, you got another guy to step in. It, it just the flow and everything else. Um, I, I do see CJ as a glue guy. I mean, he, he can do a lot of everything out there. He plays extremely hard on defense. He's... You know, 
he's going to hit the open shot or he's going to a good driving kick. He's a great passer. He does hurt. I think we do. Oh, I'm not saying he doesn't yesterday. hurt, but this was the team ranked. This team was ranked third in the country preseason. Yeah. To me, other than Garza, you should be able to absorb. I mean, if Weiss camps out for a few games, you should be able to absorb that hit a little better than losing yeah. four out of five. And let's say, well, and as deep as our bench is, you're right. I mean, we we it's not like we are, have a thin bench. I mean, you're bringing in some pretty good talent off, you know, and guys that can score and, and give us good minutes. That's all I'm saying. So, I just think they should. But be able the to other thing it. is, is uh, our bench is shorter with Keegan as a starter. So yeah, no, yeah, you know, and that that hurts our depth. But what hurts the depth even more right now is that Fran has you can tell Adam Fran has no faith in Joe Toussaint right now I mean I just no. Joe's yeah, I mean minutes. what did Joe, what was Joe doing on that pass in front of the Indiana bench what, what did he see there what was he throwing could you tell he, I couldn't tell he no. just it's like he just threw the ball to an Indiana player yeah. right then Fran well, that's what he did right then Fran just turned and put Jordan back in and I right now and then the other thing I thought was interesting Adam get your thoughts on this Fran put Eulis in yesterday it's almost like he put Eulis ahead of Toussaint it's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, just talk about that. I mean, I'm sure Joe's probably frustrated right now. Yeah, I mean, it's seven minutes of an Ohio State game, four minutes, uh, four minutes in last night's game. I I agree with you. And and there again, it's hard when you don't see what's going on in practice and you mm-hmm. don't know yeah. how film sessions are going or him picking up on certain things. You know, there's a lot to kind of unwind there, and I I don't know. I mean, obviously. Fran is going to put the best people yes. out there and the, and the best players that he sees that is going to give him a chance to win. And that's what the fans have to realize, too. I mean, these guys, we're just getting a glimpse every week of when they, they're on the floor. These guys are seeing them every day, you know, three, four hours a day. So they know who, who needs to be out there. I mean, I trust it 100%. So if something's going on with Tucson that he's not getting those minutes right now. Yeah, I think he's mentally right now struggling. He has no confidence. Yep. The other thing, Euless, in the minutes we've seen him, he doesn't turn the ball over. He just yeah. doesn't. And right now, Joe's turning the ball over. So I, that makes me wonder if Fran just put Euless in just because he felt safer with, you know, valuing the basketball and what have you. But okay, they got Rutgers and Michigan State this week. Got to win them. Got to win them. And I think they should win, but they should beat Rutgers here. Now, I mean, just your thoughts, Adam. I mean, the, Rutgers is playing well right now. They're playing real well right now. And but I, I, I like Iowa's chances. Maybe I just am just too stupid to give up. I mean, I, I just, the I'm just pal. not ready to give up on this team yet. And I, I'm normally, I'm usually pretty hard to prove. I mean, I, but I'm not ready to just say this team is done. Just what, what are your thoughts going into these two games? Yeah, I think, I think these are winnable games, right? Um, I was hoping, I really saw after that Michigan State game, I thought it'd give us a little bit of a springboard to beat Ohio State, beat Indiana, beat Rutgers, beat Michigan State again. I mean, that was what I was hoping as a fan, that just looking at this, you know, it's hard to do that in the Big Ten because everybody is good and can beat anybody on any night. But I really thought we could run a streak here. But I agree, we can pick up. And you beat Rutgers, you beat Michigan State on the 13th. And um, then we got uh, at Wisconsin Mm -hmm. on the 18th, which there again, I – it's a tough place to play up there. Uh, there's no crowd like there, there you know, was uh, in years past. But I think we do match up. It's kind of an interesting matchup with Luca and the guards and just their style of play mixed with how we want to get up and run. So I think that'll be a good game. If, if you win that one and you got a chance to beat Penn State, who's Penn State's um, playing real well, part of the Big Ten at home. I mean, we, we still got a chance to salvage. We could make a nice little run and get four wins here before we have to go to Ohio State again on the 28th. And, you know, it, it's just a tough stretch. I mean, there's... A lot of big games with uh, two games with Wisconsin. You got Michigan uh, at Ohio State. Both of those are road games. There's there's a lot to be played here. Well, I mean, 
part of the problem is they've got, they've got two losses to Indiana, and Indiana's not a contender. Those are bad. Those are looking like bad losses. And that Minnesota yep. loss is not looking real yep. good now either. Well, yep. Granted, it wasn't. Those are three losses right there to teams that maybe we didn't expect them to lose to. So they're going to have to make that up. My problem is I don't see them winning at Ohio State right now. I don't see them winning at Wisconsin. I don't see now. I see them. So I don't know. It'll be interesting. I mean, let's say they let's say they go ten and ten when they make the tournament, and regardless of whatever happens in the Big Ten tournament. Um, Let's say they go ten and ten, but then they make it to the Sweet Sixteen. Do you think fans will consider this a successful season? You know, I think they should. Um, I mean, Sweet Sixteen, we haven't made a push there in a while. Uh, ninety nine, ninety nine. Yeah, it was Doctor Tom's last year, yep, wasn't it? Yep, yep. So I, you know, I think that would be a good step to get in the right direction. The thing I'm disappointed, just I think like a lot of Iowa fans, we we've got Player of the Year candidate. I just don't want to waste this year, or waste him. I mean, exactly. It was lined up to be a special year, and I'm not putting anything on Fran or any of the staff. I just I want to see this team buy in a little bit more on defense and take a little more pride and you know get some stops. Um, we can definitely score with the best of them. I just I think we can do some of the little things that'll that'll uh, carry us over to you know get some wins to end this season. So we got to get a good seed if we want to make a yep. Sweet 16 elite, elite Eight run, we can't be sitting at a 7-10 seed. No, that's what they're playing into right now. I mean, We've got to be playing for a seed now. Because they're going to drop out of the top 10 for the first time this year. And, and they should. And they should, but no, they're playing themselves into a 6-7-8 seed if they're not careful. But there's still yeah. a lot of time. It's interesting, too. Now, the defense I thought was better. One of the things I thought they were good at yesterday was protecting the rim. There were times when Indiana drove and Iowa just said, no, you're not going to get that shot up. I thought they were re- – but it seems like, Adam, when they exert themselves really hard on defense, they don't have enough quickness and enough stamina left to grab the rebound. It seems like sometimes these guys have to work so hard to do the kind of defense, but then that loose ball's there after a missed Indiana brick – and then Iowa doesn't have the ability to go from playing really hard defense then to get the ball. And maybe I'm just, but it just seemed like there were times where they just exhausted themselves guarding. Well, and then, it's funny you say it's funny you say that because I was talking to my dad last night and he was watching the game. He's like, "Do you think they're in shape, like physically, to play hard man-to-man defense? Because we've done a lot of zone this year. Yeah, and I mean, it's maybe something to ask. I mean, are, are we able to get out and guard and play that kind of up-tempo game on offense and then come back and?" Expect to be in your face, man-to-man defense. You know, flying around. Are these guys? Can they do that? I don't think. I don't, that's a good question. But Adam, I don't know even if they're in shape. And I'm not knocking Jordan Bohannon, but is Jordan Bohannon ever going to play really tough man-to-man in-your-face defense on Big Ten point guards? He can't. He's not quick yeah. enough, is he, to do that? Or am I wrong? Um, well, I mean, I think he can. Like you said, you're exerting some energy. Some of this stuff, like even the Dr. Tom era, right? You mm-hmm. go in and play. You, you, you press, you do whatever, but, you know, as soon as you need a breather, you're tired, or sure. you've got another five ready to come in, I mean, um, guys don't have to play 38 minutes a game either, you know, it, and this is just throwing ideas out there, I'm not saying this is what we need to do, but, yeah, we got the kind of depth where I think you could really pressure some guys, or a guy's getting hot, and you just say, hey, we're, we're going to face guard him, right, we're not going to let him have any touches, we're not going to, you know, defense has got to recognize where these guys are at all mm-hmm. times, I mean, there's things that you can do to put some defensive stoppers on there, whether it be Keegan or you know, throw Patrick in there with his length and stuff and just say, hey, you got three minutes to just close this guy out. Kind of what they did with Nicholas Bear at times. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no that's, yeah. A good, that's a good point. Now, if you look at this team, I look back to your team in 06-07, or no, 05-06. If, who, in, who in this starting lineup right now for Iowa would you say defense is their number one strength? 
I know I brought this up before, whereas with your guys' team, Eric Hansen clearly, defense was his. Mike Henderson was a better defensive player than he was offensive. Yeah. You had guys that were defensive players and they knew it. This team, to me, doesn't have anybody who thinks they're a defensive player. Defense, to me, is just a necessary evil to get to the offensive side of the ball. Am I wrong? Or am I judging that too much? But that's well, sure what it seems like. That seems, yeah, I, I would say it's a fair assessment. And once again, it, it doesn't, this has just been our, our MO. You know, we're yeah. going to outscore you. We've got the players that can do it. We've got the best offensive, you know, big in the country. I mean, and that's a way to play. That's a style to do that. But there again, on some of the stuff, it's almost like AAU ball, not getting back, easy mm-hmm. shots. You know, I, I just think we can do a little bit more on that end uh, to clamp down and, and not let these teams score. No, I'm with you. I mean, I. I, I just am concerned that they're not physically able to do for the amount of minutes they need to at this level. I just, uh, But we'll see. I mean, they need to get C.J. back. I mean, that, that would definitely help because I do like Keegan Murray coming off the bench. I think it gives them a, a nice dimension. But they got to figure out what's going on with Joe Toussaint, too. I mean, Joe, they, they need to get him back because he is the one guy. Well, it wasn't too many. Yeah, what's kind of crazy, though, it wasn't too many games ago. He had what? Uh, the Michigan State game. Yeah. Played like 21 and Bohannon was the one. Game. And Bohannon was the one pouting on the bench, and everybody was worried about him. And now, <laughs> Toussaint's barely played since then. Oh, he Jordan's body language was not good. I'm, maybe I, I, pouting's not the right word, but he was not well, happy. Yeah, you saw more because you were there. I didn't. I, it was hard for us. I got a couple glimpses on TV. He was not yeah, happy. Your, your read on it would have been a lot better than ours. He was frustrated. He's a competitor. He wanted to play. Now, he wasn't like, he gave, I'll give him credit. He came in there at the end and made those four free throws but he's a fifth year senior watching a sophomore get his minutes in a big 10 game but Dusant also earned those minutes because he played well I just think Fran's to the point now where every game he's going in looking for the right combinations to surround Luca with and he doesn't know night in and night out I mean Connor made a big three early but then Connor just kind of disappears on offense doesn't he completely and then you have Connor and Wieskamp basically disappearing on offense in the second half and other than Garza scoring and then Bohannon making an occasional three, that becomes their offense, it seems like, lots of times. And yeah. it just gets really stagnant. And then Fran well, after... Yeah, I, I agree. It's stagnant, and I always say this because, you know, some of these guys aren't, aren't setting picks. They're not... There seems to be no flow. Make, make that defense have to play. Yeah, you used to you move know, around all the time. And, and we've, we've, get, we've given up a couple bad shots or, uh, you know, or whatever. They, they make a couple shots and they're making a run. Just be slow. I know we like to come down and hit a big three, or you know we want to get that tempo up. But make them play. Make them guard us, right? Because they got to fly around and find Luca. You got to yeah, recognize agree. all our shooters. I sometimes it's. Uh, I think that's run a couple nice sets, and if you don't get anything, we can always get that three or you know a shot from the perimeter. So I, I think sometimes we can do that. We get the personnel to, to wear them out. I think Wieskamp should watch some old tape of you, to be honest, because I just remember. You cutting through lanes, feeding off of picks, spinning off of picks, and just constantly in motion. And I know that was part of Alford's offense, too, the motion and the screening, but it just seems like there's so many times where I watch Iowa where you got Garza posting up with two guys around him, then you got four guys standing around the perimeter throwing the ball, reversing the ball, and it's either going to be, okay, Luke is going to shoot or one of us is going to take a three before the shot clock expires. It just seems like so yeah. often that becomes their offense. And well, I, even a guy like Matt Geatons, right? I mean, yeah. um, he found ways to score when a lot of attention was on him and mm-hmm. worked off some of the bigs that were inside. So, um, yeah, I mean, he, he's a, an amazing scorer. Um, and he, when he gets hot, he can shoot it and score from all over. So, And Luca did yeah, miss I, a few shots that he normally makes, too. Yeah. I, I think one thing that bothers me the, the most, I think, is that we don't seem to – 
have the mental toughness that I thought we had. And when the game's on the line, it doesn't feel right now that we're going to win it for whatever reason. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, just the, I mean, we've had a, a stretch here of we've lost four games, four of our last five. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, when you start seeing a lot of those losses in that column, it, you're just like, man, how are we going to lose this game or what's going to happen? Even the Michigan State game was a little hairier than I think yeah. I thought um, it, it should have been. So, mm-hmm. hey, a lot can happen. There's there's a good part of this season. It's, it's no way to get down because we got a really good team. We just got to get these guys to kind of get hot, and you get hot at the right time at the end of the year. Like Pat said, you go to a Sweet 16 or Elite 8, I yeah. think people are, you know, the, the tone will change pretty quick. Here's a question. Indeed. Somebody on Twitter just wanted me to ask. He goes, I am 66 and don't remember two first-half fouls being an automatic removal. Does Adam think the philosophy has changed over time? It's every coach and situation. You know what I mean? I, As a player, I'd like to be out there. Sure. And I've been in that situation where you get two fouls and you're like, crap, I, I want to be out there. I don't want to have to sit but this sat, though, didn't you? half. But, but you sat, though, didn't you? But you sat. But you sat. Yeah, if, if that's what you're told to do, then that's what you're going to do. And, and there again, I think we held our own there until the last what minute or two of that. Nine all run to in the half. Looked, yeah, it would have looked a lot better had we been up, um, you know, nine, ten points to close it out. It would have been like, hey, we were able to keep him on the bench with two fouls and, you know, um, keep that lead. I think people would have felt better. But, um, yeah, I, it, it's hard, right? The NBA gets six fouls and – I still think he he left three fouls on the table, right? When uh, you look at the the box score, but you just never know. Mm-hmm. He never had a single foul in the second half. So no, because they were. It's almost like they were. Hey, we caught a lot on Iowa in the first half. I thought there was a couple fouls on Indiana in the second half early that were like, God, I, that seemed like a touch foul. That was my biggest problem. With the officials yesterday, they were just inconsistent. Some things they called fouls, then you'd see the exact same thing, and it would be ignored. But now Luca's elbow. Adam, it looks like opponents are starting to say, look, this is one of this guy's popular baseline moves. He takes yep. that left elbow and spins, get in your ground, get your face there, and take one for the team. That's what seems to be happening. It worked up at Minnesota. And, I mean, yep. what would you think of that call? I think it could have gone either way. It could go either way. I mean, but that's how he plays. And mm-hmm. so, you're right, when they're doing scouting reports on all these guys, you know their tendencies, you know their moves, you know, hey, what's, what's one good way to uh, – try to take down Iowa, you, you got to stop Luka Garza, get him in foul trouble. You know, you saw a couple of those games where teams were just going at him, mm-hmm. right? Every time they're going, driving to the hoop, just try to get in there, make contact, try to get him in foul trouble. So, yeah, I just don't agree with that as an offensive player and stuff, especially with, you know, his size and mm-hmm. his spin move, you know, just the way he, he moves up there. I, I just don't like that elbow call and – is somebody going to stick their face in there? I mean, you better be prepared for the consequences. Oh, he looked like he took a shot, too. I mean, the question is, <laughs> Luke has got to have some room to maneuver. He's got a right to – so, yeah, it's a tough call. I mean, it's unfortunate that that became part of the narrative. But, hey, before we go, I just – did you watch the Super Bowl? I watched the second half, yep. What's it like being six years younger than the Super Bowl winning quarterback? Oh, it's crazy. Isn't that just bizarre? <laughs> Tom 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 Brady was like he was like when he when you were when he was a senior in high school, you were like eleven. Like I know. A, he's he never really took any pressure last night. No, time. it's and almost like he's like an like offense. He, he sat back there and just made made throws. It looked easy. Well, and they were easy throws, and he didn't throw for he only threw for two hundred yards. It's not like he was a step. 
but it's almost like he's an offensive coordinator who also happens to play out on the field. It's just like he makes the right calls. But, I mean, Adam, I said it earlier, Tampa Bay's defense was the story of that game. I mean, they just completely took Kansas City yeah. out. And Kansas City looked like a team missing three starters on the offensive line, and it looked like a team that had dealt with some really emotional distractions during the week. They just yeah. they just weren't ready to play. I mean, Andy no, Reid's obviously – it was really weird. I, I, I thought it'd be closer. So did I. I thought maybe Kansas City would have Everybody a pretty good shot of winning that game. Yep. But it just looked – I mean, Kansas City looked hopeless on offense from the very beginning. Whereas Tampa Bay struggled early, but they did just enough. I mean, Brady's first touchdown pass was that shovel, that little thing to Gronkowski, who yeah. just literally walked into the end zone. There was nobody defending him. But, yeah, it is. It is. I mean, we're going to never see this again. I don't think you'll ever see a 43-year-old win, a, win his seventh Super Bowl with a different – I mean, it's just incredible what he's doing. And he does. He knows how to pick teams. He picked a great team, and he was the piece they needed. It's well, like you said, too, it's, it's a coach on the field. I mean, yeah. you and I are Bears fans, and, I mean, you got – if you don't have an elite quarterback like that, you're not going to make a run to a Super Bowl. I mean, look at Mahomes, look at Brady, look at last year. I mean, you, those guys, um, especially with a guy like Brady or Rodgers, those guys are coaches on the field. They're, they look at everything, the game tapes, the the schemes. They know everything almost better than the, the coordinators. Oh, so, without question, yeah. It's amazing. What were you saying, Tom? Um, I was just going to say that – the thing that's always amazed me about Tom Brady is his college career really wasn't all that at Michigan. He shared time with Drew Henson. Who I mean, was bigger, really. You yeah. could tell, though, there were some games like Brady played against Alabama in that bowl game, his last game. He was really good in that game. And I remember when he came to New England, I remember reading a few stories because Drew Bledsoe was the quarterback, but I remember yep. some people saying, hey, Belichick loves Brady. This guy's got to – they could tell early on, and he just makes it look incredibly easy. Now, in fairness – He's also been on some really good teams with really good sure. defenses. For sure. I mean, his first win for – he had two Super Bowl wins with New England where defense was the story. And then last night was another one where I thought Tampa Bay's defense was as big or bigger story than the offense. But, hey, Brady knows how to pick them, and he inspires them. I think he made those defensive guys feel better. But, yeah, I mean, 43 years old, it's incredible. But I just wanted to get – oh, and did your son's team, did he win his games? And if not, did you blame the officials? <laughs> no, I didn't play. We played up. They're they're a third grade team playing in a fourth grade uh, tournament. So they they won one, lost two. They were really close games. The one that they lost, but uh, so do people ride the officials at those things? No. Okay. Okay. Some, you know what? Those guys do a good job. The, I feel bad for those guys that got to officiate. Oh, I do too. Games. I do too. <laughs> or even even high school games or all that. It's. You're never going to please anybody. I remember I before I moved up here, I had I ran this. It was at the YMCA at some Crossroads Elementary School in West Des Moines, and it was a Saturday basketball th- camp. And I ran it, and I was in charge. And I just never forget how many parents would come up to me and say, "Hey, you got to get better officials. These people suck." <laughs> and I'm saying to them, you know, we're lucky we even have these people. You know, I mean, I mean, sometimes I mean I get it. Parents, you get emotional, but man. We're lucky that there's people that still want to officiate this stuff because without them, we'd have no games. And I just, I don't know. I just sometimes I, I feel bad for officials. They take some, they take some shots. Well, and yesterday too, I felt bad at the end of the game. It was the last game of the the tournament, and uh, I was doing the clock. And there was another guy from the other team that we were playing, and we were talking, and you know, just talking Hawkeye sports and the kid stuff. And it got to the last play, and. There was a timeout with like seven seconds left, and our team had the ball. Well, we made a 
play at the basket, and I never started the clock. <laughs> and, and the other team barking at me, and they're all, I wasn't trying to do anything malicious at all. I was just I was so engulfed into like what was you know going on, and I was t- talking to the guy next to me, and I had I totally for spaced out, didn't even think about starting that clock. So, so how they handle it? Is the game under protest? No, well, we missed a shot to tie it, and the ball kind of like, you know, there was a loose ball, and it squirted out of bounds, and we just said, hey, that, that would have been okay. the seven seconds. Plays over, game's over, and so. Okay, did, hey, did you get ripped? to be the one who looks like I'm trying to cheat to add more time on the clock. <laughs> yeah, did you get ripped on Twitter? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I didn't see anything. I did not. And, hey, um, well, I guess the secret's out now. We'll say but no, well, Adam. I hopefully the next time we talk to you, um, what's the game? Is it when's the Rutgers game? Wednesday, Wednesday. Um, six o'clock. So when we talk to you on Friday, um, hopefully we'll have a victory. To we talk won't about. talk to him on Friday. Oh, that's right. Auction, right? Right. Yeah. You guys got auction. That's yeah. right. God, auctions rule. Um, we'll talk to you on Monday, and then after Monday, we'll okay. have two games to talk about, and hopefully two victories. Well, we can also talk Wednesday too. They just won't have played by then. And hey, did you happen to watch any of Iowa State? I actually watched some of that game. They, they, they. I did. They play for a team that's just completely in the crapper. They played. They still seem to be playing pretty hard. Would you say? Would you agree with that? They just don't have anybody. Yeah, they, I mean, they had, a, they had a shot to win. They I, did. Um, that's. I can't believe they haven't won a Big Twelve game yet. Though it's, uh, it's. And when they played us, I thought that first half they looked good. They were. They came out with, played hard, had some talent on the floor, but. Yeah, they got a real. This is a really rough year, and I didn't. I didn't see it being this bad. It's going to be interesting, and I'm not saying his job's on the line, but would this surprise you? Happy. What if Iowa State went after Darian DeVries? What if they go back after Fred? Yeah, could you see that happening before Darian DeVries? Would Fred? Would Fred do that? Would he leave Nebraska and come back? You think? I don't know. I, That's interesting. <laughs> I, I, if you're, if Iowa State fans would love to have him back. Oh, right? sure. Because. I mean, well, Fred's not getting it done in Nebraska as quickly as he did in Iowa State. Now, granted, Iowa State was a better program when he took over. I'll give you that. that. But he doesn't seem to be getting the same level of transfer and recruit at Nebraska so far. But it'll be interesting. I don't think Prome – I mean, Prome's not going to get – I don't think they're going to fire Prome after a bad COVID season. I couldn't see No. That. But you know the pulse more than we do, Adam. I'm sure some Iowa State fans are frustrated. Yeah. Well, they just that, that's been their – Big staples, but Iowa State basketball, they've, they've yeah. done really well. They've had, you know, winning the Big 12 championship, was it two years ago, mm-hmm. the tournament? Yeah, Prohm's I mean, had some been success. At the top, and they've made a name for themselves. And yeah, to, to slip back to this kind of level where you're not even winning a game, um, I just, you know, they got standards too, and I think they're, they're disappointed on how this year's kind of shaping up. Well, the Iowa State fans that I know, they're just so happy with the football team that they're handling the basketball thing just fine. <laughs> You don't really. Well, that helps. Yeah, no, you're right. That, I mean, whenever Iowa struggled basketball-wise, it's always helped if football was doing better at the time. Mm-hmm. Football seems to kind of carry the pulse of the whole program or whatever. But, oh, Adam, as usual, great insight. We appreciate your yep. stuff. And I'm with you. they got to start playing with more pride and show a little bit more heart on defense. Defense is going to be what I think saves this season if it gets saved. So I'm with you on that one. So we'll see. Have a good yep. week, sir. Adam, you, yep, are getting, you, you are getting attacked by Jim Rome this morning for your – Clock, man. You want, I'll take it. Do you want to do the uh, financials? Yep, I got it ready to go. All right, here's Adam Alaska, Wells Fargo Advisors with the markets. Thank you. Hey, good morning, everyone. U.S. stocks climbed for 
a fifth consecutive session on Friday as disappointing monthly jobs report bolstered fiscal stimulus expectations. Uh, on Friday, the Dow added 92 points, extending its weekly advance to 3.9 percent. S&P 500 and NASDAQ Composite both closed at record highs, rising 0.4 percent and 0.6 percent, respectively. Uh, for last week, the tech-heavy NASDAQ Composite outperformed with a 6 percent surge. Uh, S&P 500 was up 4.7 percent uh, for the week, and all three U.S. benchmarks posted their best weekly performance since November. Uh, on the data front last week, non-farm payrolls uh, rose by just uh, 49,000 in the month of January. That was below expectations for 105,000 uptick. Uh, and the unemployment, um, excuse me, unemployment rate fell to 6.3% from the prior 6.7% figure. Uh, 10 of 11 sectors in the S&P ended in positive, positive territory Friday with materials and communication services outperforming. Uh, Peloton the bike maker fell 5.9% after the at-home fitness equipment maker said improvements to its supply chain may weigh in on margins. Elsewhere, Johnson & Johnson added 1.5% after the company requested FDA emergency use authorization for its one-shot coronavirus vaccine. Looking at the market today, U.S. stocks are higher in early trading this morning as investors continue to digest earnings, stimulus, and economic updates. The Dow is up 159 points. NASDAQ is up 99, and S&P is up 19 points, uh, once again, in early trading on Monday. Uh, market participants are also weighing comments from Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen over the weekend. The former Fed chair speculated that the United States could return to full employment next year if lawmakers pass the stimulus package proposed by President Biden, pushing back on concerns the measure would be, quote, too big or would overheat the economy. Uh, Treasuries are declining this morning. The yield on the benchmark 10-year note is adding one basis point to 1.18%. That is up from the 1.07% at the end of January. The longer-dated 30-year bond is sitting at 1.97% after briefly rising above 2% earlier in the session for the first time in nearly a year. Uh, Other than that, Monday will be a quiet day on the economic uh, data docket with no releases of note. Once again, this has been Adam Holoska with Wells Fargo Advisors, LLC, member SIPC. If you're in the Iowa City, Coralville area, we can be reached at 319-338-3799, or you can always come in and see us. Adam Holoska, Corey and Ted Stoley, Scott Higgins, and Karen Jackson. We are all at 501 12th Avenue, Suite 201 in Coralville, Iowa. 1-800-800-ROSE 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist is the only number you need to know to send flowers anywhere in the country or Canada from anywhere in the country 1-800-800-ROSE It's so easy, just remember one number 1-800-800-ROSE Your FTD florist 1-800-800-ROSE Remember... For a gift that your loved one will treasure for a lifetime, find it at our family-owned jewelry store in Iowa City, Pertine and Stocker Jewelers. We can show you diamond engagement rings, colored stones, fashion jewelry, and watches. Our jewelers are on site, so we can design jewelry for that special person in your life. We are Hertine and Stocker, serving Iowa City and the surrounding area for three generations. Hertine and Stocker Jewelers, downtown Iowa City, and HertineandStockerJewelers.com. As for Willa, Terry, Tim, or Kate, one of us is always there. 
Over the years, car keys have gotten extremely complex. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can generate the most technically advanced automotive keys on the market today. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars can produce most conventional, transponder, sidewinder, and remote-headed keys. If you've lost the keys to your car or simply need a duplicate, call 330-9185. Mike's Lock and E-Keys for Cars has the technology to keep you on the road. Call 330-9185 and schedule an appointment today. Hi, this is Steve Anderson with Hawkeye Title and Settlement in Iowa City. Whether it's a crazy real estate market, record low interest rates, or the COVID-19 virus, we are living in unprecedented times. But know that my remarkable team at Hawkeye is literally working around the clock and in unique and adaptable ways to try to make every deal close smoothly and on time. We appreciate your understanding, patience, and flexibility as we power through this tough time. We're going to get through this together. Car won't steer? Call Premier. Premier Automotive in North Liberty offers full-service mechanical auto repair work in addition to being Eastern Iowa's most trusted name in auto body repair. Use Premier for all your auto repair needs. Brakes, oil changes, air conditioning, diagnostics, transmissions, or preventive maintenance. Whether you hit a deer or your car won't steer, see Premier Automotive in North Liberty. GT Car, owner of Supel Siding and Remodeling, offers service and quality that is unmatched in the area. At Supel Siding and Remodeling, their trained professionals will install and guarantee the products used in any size job done. Regardless of the project, Supel Siding and Remodeling will stand behind their quality products and installation with exceptional customer service. Whether it's a window replacement, a kitchen remodel, or a house addition, our employees are committed to quality. Visit sales at souples.net or call 337-2246. Hey everybody, it's Kevin here from Big Dog Satellite and Solar, your local TV expert, and I want to tell you about Dish TV. If technology, value, and customer satisfaction are important to you, then it's time to cut the cable cord once and for all. Upgrade your TV experience and start saving with Dish today. Drop by Big Dog Satellite and Solar on Blairs Ferry Road in front of Rockwell. Call 3950800 or visit us on the web at bigdogsatellite.com. We are Big Dog Satellite. Satellite and Solar, your locally operated and trusted satellite TV experts. Don't let just anyone take care of your smile. At Diamond Dental, you can expect compassion, expertise, and a personalized care plan to protect your teeth for life. With more than 30 years of combined experience, Dr. Forbes and his staff are prepared to tackle even your toughest dental problems, leaving your smile healthy and sparkling. Diamond Dental offers a full range of general and cosmetic dentistry as well as dental treatment options for snoring and sleep apnea. It's never too early to start thinking about what's best for your smile. Schedule an appointment today by calling 319-390-3703 or visiting the office at 5815 Consul Street Northeast, Suite D1 in Cedar Rapids. You can also visit diamonddentalpc.com for more information. Dr. Forbes is a proud sponsor of the Hawkeye Wrestling Club and the Inner Circle. Let the Diamond Dental team provide superior care for your entire family. You see the same people there greeting you, and they know you. I think of my cell phone. There's not a big distinction there from family to customer. Deary Ford in Iowa City. That kind of relationship that goes deep. Taking care of you, taking care of your vehicle. It's just that growing list of friends, frankly, that, uh, that's kind of been the big payoff for me. The ownership experience is going to be four or five plus years. We have to be there for you. 
Deary Ford in Iowa City. See why people choose them over and over again. DearyFord.com. Hi, this is Bill Eichsring of the Oxyoke Inn. Our doors are open again. Although the way we serve you is different, we're still here and ready to welcome you. We've learned a lot about keeping you and our staff safe. What hasn't changed is our commitment of trust to you and your family. Our Oxyoke family is ready to take care of you in our four dining rooms with the same quality of food, attention to detail, and customer service you've come to trust for the past 80 years. Those values are now more important than ever. Now serving family style breakfast Saturday and Sunday with lunch, dinner, and banquets daily. Don't forget, you can still order curbside carryout and take the comforting taste of the Oxyoke home with you to share at your family's table. Visit Oxyokin.com, Instagram, or our Facebook page for menu and weekly specials. From our Oxyoke family to yours, we can't wait to see you again soon, and we'll be glad you're here at the Oxyoke Inn in the heart of Amana. From the Hurtine and Stalker Studios in the heart of the Hawkeye Nation, this is the mighty 1630 KCJJ Iowa City. Hurtine and Stalker Jewelers, making memories, making KCJJ Weather brought to you by the Iowa City Burger Hall on the Ped Mall. With a look at your forecast, I'm meteorologist Ashley O'Connor. Cloudy skies today with scattered light snow showers this afternoon, generally under an inch of accumulation expected. It will be cold with high temps only reaching the upper single digits. Partly cloudy and cold tonight, low temps will fall to the upper single digits below zero with wind chills approaching 20 below. Sunny tomorrow with a high around 10. Mainly cloudy on Wednesday with highs in the lower teens. That's weather on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. Currently, it's three. Hawkfanatic.com. Lower, lower teens. I, that's that's progress. Yeah, we can we can I, live. I, with I can that. live with lower teens. That's yeah. my pipes can survive that. And I want to thank you guys. I got under the car today, and what was playing? Harden my heart. Who you didn't that? like that one? Come on, guys. Quarter flash. She was hot. I do remember quarter flash. hot. But quarter flash. Okay, harden my heart. I guess you didn't like that one. No, I'll tell you, that's, that was the only thing. Well, I better not go there. Never no, mind. don't go there. No, I won't go there. But I do remember the video. Wasn't she hot in the video? Kind of looked like a little Pat Ben the guitar, maybe? I, I can't remember. That was a big MTV thing. Well. I just had, I, I'm like, wow, quarter flash. Boy, there we go. Let's see where it ended up on that's, the She's going to shove it. That was number one for seven weeks. <laughs> it was a big hit. Oh, I know. It was a... It was in the uh, top 10 for uh, 14 weeks. Wow. It's a lot. But I just think it's just an incredibly, incredibly bad song. That's all I wanted to say. Yeah, fair enough. And yeah. we've, learned to, we've learned to get along with our different tastes. We're all <laughs> entitled to our own We're opinions. all entitled to our own opinions. Uh, now you guys take a couple shots at Jim Morrison. I mean, do it. Nah. I mean, hey, you know, you know <laughs> Pink Floyd, eh, who needs Pink Floyd? 50 years ago, has-beens. Yeah. Has-beens who never were. <laughs> well, they were, but... Has-beens. No, I would say that... Uh, my dad loved that, that phrase. No, they're not has-beens. My dad David used David Gilmore's not a has-been. I know, I'm kidding. I'm trying to feed and your... What's I'm, his face is nuts. My dad used to like <laughs> to call... Waters. My dad always referred to people he didn't like as has-beens who never were. He, he loved that phrase. You've heard Roger that. Waters is... Uh, he's not a has-been, he's just a nut. He's just a nut. And he's still a bitch. I, he, he gave an interview... Just like last week, god damn, I can't remember where it was. Like maybe it was the Atlantic. Um, I guarantee it wasn't Fox. Where he's still, where he's, 
He's fighting with all government now. Yeah, just play he doesn't music. want a government. Play music and <laughs> shut up. What's he, a libertarian? I don't know what he is. The libertarians, didn't they not want streetlights at one time? Yeah. Because they thought that's like... No, yeah, libertarians are, yeah, no government, yeah. basically. I mean, yeah. you got to have some government. I mean... I, but yet they run for government. <laughs> we have a call? <laughs> yep. Hello. Morning. Good morning, Pat Hardy and oh, Thomas Michael Jesus. Tudor. How you doing? Good morning. How you doing? Captain says Pretty hi good. too. He just says it by saying, "Oh Jesus." <laughs> That's his way of saying hello to you too. Yes. Good morning, Captain Steve. How you doing? Great. He's doing great. We're having a great show. This has maybe been the greatest show we've ever had. So yeah, this you, is one of the better shows ever. And you're going to take it to another level with the menus. Yeah, he, yeah, another level. You know, I'm. <laughs> I, I got to say, Tom Brady, he probably partied a lot last night. I don't think he's a partier. No. I bet he went home with that wife of his and his and was just fine. What's your name, Giselle? It, uh-huh. it was a good halftime show with The weekend. You like The weekend? I did yeah, not like The halftime show. Yeah. yeah. The halftime show did nothing for me. One thing I'll say about The weekend, he does not know how to spell. <laughs> Didn't Loverboy do a song about him? Working. working for the weekend. Yeah, they used to work for this guy, and I never even heard of him. Well, there you go. Remember that song, Captain? You remember I that? I know. People are going, who is this? You know, honest to God, and people in radio, who is this? He's had. He's I've been never on heard the charts since 20. But yeah, but you're not. I'm an idiot. I admit. I you know. Radio I, people should have heard. He's been on the charts since 2010. Yeah, that's uncalled for. For someone <laughs> like me, I can get away with this. It's been 10 years, seriously? Yeah. Yes. Yes, seriously. So it's not even the weekend anymore. Been it's midweek for ten years. It's midweek. So yeah. when did I can't feel my face? When because that, that was, was his first big last, hit, though, right? Yeah, but I mean, that was he the had song other of the week last Friday was on yeah. the Tommy Lang show. Wow, about that. How about yeah. that, Captain? Yeah, that's just great. I want to go home. All right, let's get these menus. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I am too. Let's go. We're ready. We're today, for, we're today for the Iowa City School, they'd be having chicken chili crispito. Teriyaki chicken, beef Italian dunkers with cheese breadstick, chicken flavored rice, steamed broccoli, and apple slices. Do you know? You know that Mark Dukes is a big fan of yours. Well, I'm so glad he's a big fan. Yeah, you know who that is. I I haven't. Mark, who is it? (laughs) Mark Dukes. I never heard of Mark Dukes. He's on 1600. Well, a shout out to him if he's listening. Yeah. I would call him if I were you. I will. I he will, would uh, love to. I, I bet he'd love to put. I, give him a ring some uh, afternoon between three and four. He's your biggest fan. Giant fan. Huge fan. All right. Enormous fan. I, I will do that. <laughs> Don't look at me like that. It, that, that was for the Iowa you City know the mood I heard today. Junior high school in Iowa City. <laughs> chicken chili crispito. Teriyaki chicken. Beef Italian dunkers with cheese breadstick. Chicken flavored rice. Steamed broccoli. And apple slices. For Regina Catholic School. Sloppy Joe with bun. Mixed green beans. And assorted fruit. Do you have to have it with the bun? It was a can't sloppy you, Joe. Can't you with just bun. eat? Can't you just eat it without a bun? You could. It's got to it's be on a bun mixed with a with hamburger. Okay. Burlington, Iowa Elementary chicken nuggets, 
with mashed potatoes, garden salad, whole apple, and baby carrots. In Burlington Middle School, my daughter will be having chicken nuggets, mashed potatoes, garden salad, whole apple, and baby carrots. Hey, what are those, Bur- uh, Pat? You're supposed to ask when, when the, the carrots are going to grow up. <laughs> yeah, when the I, carrots are. It's obviously grow. never going to happen. <laughs> in Burlington High School in Burlington, Oregon, Nikes, chicken nuggets, mashed potatoes, garden salad, whole apple, and baby carrots, and that's lunch menus on Hawks Fanatic on the mighty 1630 KCJJ. All right. There you have it. <laughs> you look at me. You know the mood I'm in today. Did I hear him say they're having turducken? <laughs> No. Nope. Takiyaki. What's takiyaki? Trekiyaki. Trekiyaki. What is that? <laughs> teriyaki. Oh, teriyaki. <laughs> I thought they were having turducken. That'd be a lot of work for high school to put three different meats together and serve it. <laughs> for 2,000 kids. 2,000 kids. <laughs> turducken. <laughs> I had turducken once, and it was it just was too much. What? It's snowing. <laughs> Oh, how right long now. have you the worked? Hell? How long have you worked with me that you just gave me that look? <laughs> like, you know, these... See, you read way too much into my looks. <laughs> you, <laughs> I don't know about that. You just, you know, I get in these moods on occasion. That's okay. <laughs> it is okay, Cap. So, are you depressed, Suter? I'm depressed by the snow. Got Iowa hoops. Hoops no, not get you down as much as football does? No, I've watched enough Iowa basketball over the years where I'm not even remotely surprised. Adam does bring up a good point, though. Um, you hate to see him fail to take advantage of Lucas Tuya. They didn't get any postseason yep. last year, and they only went 11-9 in the Big Ten last year. Yep. They're never going to probably have two years of this type of play. You're just Chances are they're not going to have somebody average 27 and I think they're your spot on. And you're at risk of kind of wasting it. I don't want to say wasting it, but you know what I mean. I mean but my expectations have never been Final Four for this team. No, I did think they'd have a chance for the Big Ten Rivers. I, I thought they'd stand better during this grind. I thought they would have more staying power, and I figured injuries would be a part of it. I mean, every team deals yeah. with injuries. Yeah. Now, you take Garza off this team, then they're done. I mean, they... They have, if without Luca, they would have, have trouble going 500 in the conference. For whatever reason, this team, the last two years, though, when CJ has been out, we have discombobulated, and I don't know why it is, but we're three and eight when he has either been out or missing, you know, most of the half of a game. Hello, three and eight. Yeah. So once I uh, went to a uh, Gigi Allen concert. Yeah. And we were we were turd ducking there. <laughs> Did you? That was pretty good. Did you wash your hands? Oh yeah, that was that was very solid. <laughs> so, no, it wasn't. <laughs> Doesn't sound like it. Sounds like it was loose stools. Hello. So. Hola. Hello. Yes, Captain. Yeah. This is Don Patterson. How are you? Oh, oh, hey, Don. Don. How you doing? <laughs> You know, I found myself thinking it's probably a lot of fun to call in as a listener. <laughs> now, is this fake Don Patterson or is this real no, Don this Patterson? Real. Oh, this is real Don. Okay, okay. <laughs> I just thought there's only one. There's only one last football game to talk about, and 
maybe maybe they'll allow uh, the caller to call in. And, I'd love to get and, your thoughts uh, on yesterday. And actually have some information where yeah. none of the other callers ever do? <laughs> no, nothing to do with analytics. Okay. Nothing to do with analytics. I didn't do any analytics at all on the game. But to me, the difference in the game was that um, Tampa Bay decided, you know what, we're going to play two high safeties. Yep. And we're gonna we're gonna dare you to run the ball, yep. and and Kansas City really couldn't run the ball very effectively, and and as a result, of course, the receivers were in most cases double covered um, because of those two high safeties in behind those yeah. those defenders that were up on them, and um, the more physical team won, uh, and and let's give a shout out to Tristan, of course, because <sighs> he was good. The team with the better offensive tackles also won. Yeah, mm-hmm. good point, Don. Yep. So Don, yeah, I'm- I felt badly. I mean, Don, there's a lot of – I mean, Tom Brady, don't get me wrong, greatest ever. You could make that case, obviously. But a lot of quarterbacks could have won that Super Bowl last night under his circumstances because he was good, but he had all day to throw. He had a running game, and he had a defense that was just dominating. I mean, I mean, just your thoughts on that because he's getting so much of the credit. I mean, I, I get it. Just your thoughts on that. Yeah, too much of the credit. You've always heard me say, of course, quarterbacks get too much credit when you win and too much blame when you lose. Mm-hmm. and. That certainly applies to the game yesterday. Um, Brady had an easier assignment. He had more. He had more help, if you will. Yeah. And um, and of course, if you run the ball now, you do have a chance to be effective with play action. And and I think he was sacked one time all day. And in, in the meantime, of course, Mahomes was uh, beaten up pretty pretty convincingly. And I think for the people that aren't aware, when you say cover two, both safeties are back because they didn't respect the running game, whereas if they would have started running, one of those safeties would have had to have been sucked up toward the line of scrimmage, right? And then that would have created more space downfield. Is that kind of how it works? Yeah, the reaction the reaction for Kansas City, I saw a stat that was pretty amazing. Late in the game, they, they mentioned that 82% of the time they'd play two high safeties. Yeah. And um, the reaction that logically that Kansas City would have – just as we always had, if you're going to play two high safeties, okay, that's fine. Uh, you're daring us to run the ball. We're going to run the ball down your throat, mm-hmm. you know, because you don't have extra tacklers near the ball anymore. And if we can effectively block those, all we need to do is take one of our players and account for one of yours. If we can do that, then there's really no reason we can't run the ball. And I don't want to take anything away from Fournette either. He he really ran with yes, the Yes, he did. Uh, yeah. And, and uh, the more physical team won the game, and that's true up front, O-line versus D-line. That's also true with uh, the physicality that those that the backs showed in general uh, for how well they ran. So, Don, um, with Andy Reid's situation, the unfortunate situation involving his son, who was in that car wreck and he didn't make the trip. How big of a distraction do you think that was in the week leading up to this game? Not making excuses, but it had to have been a distraction, wasn't it? Well, you would think so. Uh, It only happened on Thursday night. You know, the thing I would really be curious about, are you telling me that that, uh, Coach Reed's son is – is still working on Thursday night. That's not surprising that he's still working, of course, because mm-hmm. uh, as we always used to say, the hay's never all in the barn. You're still working right up to game time. Sure. Uh, but but the thing that's a little unusual, are you telling me he was working in the in the football offices and and working in the in the same company with more than a few beers? Uh, that was it's just a little odd to me. That yeah. You know, one thing you would never see at, at the University of Iowa or any other college, I think, is is beer in a in a football office? You know, it's unheard of. I mean, you're, you know, you, maybe it's different in the pros. I don't know, but it's just a little odd to me that he would be drunk as he left the 
football office after working on football. I thought that, that was strange too. To yeah, I mean, there's plenty of places mm. to have beer, have a beer at home. I thought that was yeah. strange too. Very, my thoughts and prayers with the little five-year-old. I think it's a girl who's fighting for her life. I mean, it's just, it's terrible. But now back to the game itself, though. Yeah, it was. You could tell early on, Don, that um, Tampa Bay's defense was just locked in, and Mahomes just. And Don, you saw there. Mahomes made some great scrambles, made some great throws, and then unfortunately for Kansas City, they dropped them. They had four or five huge drops. Yeah, you're right. And we had a uh, well. That was actually a big play by a Kansas City player, uh, former Iowa player. Of course, he broke up that that um, exotic near the goal line. Yep. You know, where Hitchens. they threw the tackle eligible. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that would have been another touchdown if that would have uh, if that would have been allowed to stand. One other thing that should should be worth mentioning too. Uh, once again, you saw a team take advantage of that last minute in the first half. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people didn't think that they thought they might end up with a field goal, but they went one step better. They ended up with a touchdown. And so instead of 14-6, now all of a sudden it's 21-6. Mm-hmm. And, and that did make a difference. Even if they could have held them to a field goal, it would have mattered. Um, but down 15 at the half is difficult to overcome. Kansas City had 95 yards and penalties in the first half at the Super Bowl. That's record. amazing. What do you think of the calls? And what do you think of the call, personal foul on Chris Jones when he kind of retaliated for the center who was? Yeah. What do you think of that call? That was the yeah. only one I didn't like. That was the only call I didn't like. Yeah, the retaliator typically is more likely to get caught than mm-hmm. the instigator. And the whole thing was silly. You know, there's. Uh, any number of instances where they were acting like a bunch of fifth graders, you know, mm-hmm. out there pushing each other and calling each other's names. I was disappointed to see see that on such a big stage, you know, because some of the players were acting a little bit on the juvenile side. Um, you know, I think one thing that that uh, the NFL, I'm sure, we would not be happy with. I thought there was a lot of inconsistency in terms of uh, defensive holding or, yeah. or pass interference. You know, there were times, and a lot of the time, I'm always a little irritated that they let the defense get by with so much holding or so much pass interference, and and uh, they usually let it go. And I think their only real realistic goal is to be consistent with how you call it. And I, I thought they weren't very consistent at times. I know number 32 for Kansas City, who's a, a great player. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was, a, that was a key play. Of course, they gave him first and goal at the one right before the half, yeah. that pass interference. Well, you know, Kansas City, there's no doubt, Kansas City defensively, they tend to grab you a little bit from time to time as you release downfield. Well, here's what I observe. That pretty much happens on the part of a lot of teams. Yeah, it does. They tend to, they, and they tend to let them get by with some of that, you know, to disrupt the routes. Maybe they grab them and hold them early, but then they, then they let them go, and, mm-hmm. and it, it doesn't get called. But they're still... Uh, really adversely affecting the route running. I'll tell you what, Anton um, Winfield is good. The kid from Minnesota, he is good, man. I mean, yes, he is. He, I, I mean, he really plays well. I don't remember him being that good at Minnesota, but he is. Yeah, he was also one that was disappointing. You know, he got up in the face of of uh, one of the Chiefs players. Tyree Kill he broke up a pass, and it was a dead ball foul. It was a fourth down attempt, as I recall. And um, but they were, you know, they were penalized to half the distance to the goal line. Uh, after he made a good play, I just hated that he reacted the way he did by getting up in the face of, th- of um, you know, one of those Kansas City receivers. I think that was retaliation for the regular season game where Tyreek Hill shredded them. Remember, he did the backflip into the end zone. What's unique about that thing, game, though, Don, is that Kansas City blew him out in the first half, but then Tampa Bay outscored him 24-10. to 10. 
after the first quarter. Yeah, you're right. And Tampa Bay has been on a ride. They've been on a. They've been soaring ever since that game. They've been the yeah, best team in the good NFL. Good point. And I think I think obviously Tampa Bay was really exposed in that first quarter. And the one thing those defensive coaches learned is let's not even think about playing that way again because. Mm-hmm. They just got sliced and diced, and you, you didn't see it anymore either. You saw a lot of two-deep zone. You, you know, they didn't have to load the box to defend the run. If Kansas City make a, made a mistake, is that they weren't determined enough to run the football and get them out of that two-deep coverage. Yep. No, you're right about that. I thought they abandoned the running game. Doesn't Kansas City have Le'Veon Bell on their team? I don't think he even played in the game last night. I, I didn't see him. I didn't see him, but no, I, you could just tell when they were one-dimensional that it just it never felt like Kansas City was going to – Win the game. So, Don, um, Tom Brady, I mean, will we ever see this again? I mean, 43-year-old guy winning his seventh Super Bowl for a second different team? God, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think he's appeared in 10 of the last 20. Is he that, has. Is that right? <laughs> yeah. That's amazing. Uh, it really is amazing. You know, right now, you know, what would be interesting to know is how, how Bill Belichick felt about watching that game yeah. yesterday because he's probably thinking, well, thanks a lot, Tom. You just diminished my – my reputation a little bit more because it appears us winning it at uh, at New England was more about you than it was about. It sure looks that else. way now. Now yep. I will say Tom yeah. Brady did have some really good defenses at New England that helped him. But no, you're right. I mean, it's hard to argue with what he. I mean, he he won again at Tampa Bay. I didn't think they were going to win a Super Bowl this year, and somehow they did. Incredible story. Yeah, it is pretty amazing at 43. You know, say what you want to about Tom Brady. Um, but uh, you got to give him a lot of credit for really maintaining great focus. You know, you didn't see him uh, on the bench. You know, he was – a lot of people wonder, you know, he's not really talking to his teammates. Well, he's, he's analyzing what just happened on the field and trying to anticipate what might happen the next time he goes out there. And I just give him a lot of credit for being very, very focused and driven. And obviously he's taking great care of himself. He's, he's never has been known, of course, as a great athlete. Mm-hmm. But – but he's really tried hard to, to maintain his youth. And, you know, he's a 43-year-old that plays more like a 35-year-old, I think. And he is 6'4", and he was drafted as a catcher out of high school. I mean, he does have some – I see what you mean, though. He's not a great runner. He's not real strong. But, Don, you talk about this all the time. I've never seen hardly any quarterbacks who throw a prettier, easier ball to catch, and he almost always hits his receivers in stride. You rarely see his receivers having to adjust to his passes. You're exactly you're exactly right. It's so much about anticipation. Another great example, of course, is Drew Brees. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's not about arm velocity. It's about, it's about anticipation on those throws. Yep. It's about putting the ball on target making it very catchable you know he does all those things no you're right but I don't think Drew Brees is aging as well as Tom Brady is Tom Brady's a little older and I think Tom Brady played better this year than Drew Brees did but two two yeah. legends I mean the Big Ten was lucky to have both of them and wow this was a this was a pleasant surprise yeah. I'm glad you called in and um well it's it's fun for me to be a listener and, and to be a caller it's, oh no we enjoyed it uh, it's different, and I just appreciate the job you guys have always done. I know, I know your listeners. You have such a loyal following of listeners, and and I can understand why. It's been fun for me just to sit back and listen to you guys. And it it occurred to me, why don't I get in on the fun too? Maybe I could be a caller. <laughs> no, I, you're welcome to call anytime. And you even used your real voice, which we appreciate. There you go. And as we get closer <laughs> to spring ball, Don, we'll do we'll touch base with you again in the spring once we know what's going on with spring ball and what have you, and but yeah, it's always time to talk football. I mean, there's ne- it's never a bad time to talk Hawkeye football. You know, it just occurred to me, uh, I should put in a, a plug for uh, the Missouri Valley Football Conference. Uh, they're going to be playing That's football right. games in 
in less than two weeks now. Oh, that's right. uh, I'm going to do a. I'm going to do two or three of those games for television. I'm not sure exactly what those dates are yet. They're trying to work that out. But Northern Iowa, of course, is part of that conference. And mm-hmm. and for those that are absolutely cannot live without football. I would encourage you to uh, do your yeah. best to follow the Missouri Valley. Yeah, let me know oh, what games. Great. Let us know what games you're doing, Don. And then we'll promote it on here. No, I'll definitely watch. I mean, I I would love to have some college football in February, March. That'll be nice. That'll be nice. Yeah, yeah, it will be. It'll be fun. It's just such a wonderful game. You know, I've always said it's the ultimate team sport mm-hmm. because it takes it takes a lot of guys to be able to win. And and uh, last night it appeared that. Tampa Bay had more guys that were prepared to win than than Kansas City. Oh. It wasn't just outstanding coaching. It wasn't just on the two quarterbacks. No, it was really a collective effort, a great team effort, and uh, and both of our guys from Iowa that played for for Tampa Bay, they gave a great account of themselves. And I'm happy for Tristan and and also happy for. Uh, for Anthony, too. Both of them showed up very well last night. And I thought Ben Neiman and Hitchens played uh-huh. about as well as they could under some tough circumstances. Yeah, no, r- r- proud night for Hawkeye football. And, yeah, I just wished it would have been a little better game, but that's Kansas City's fault. They just weren't – they just couldn't match what Tampa Bay threw I kept expecting them. them to put on – you know, to just, to hit the – step on the gas and get back into the game, and they never did. I mean, Don, Mahomes was scrambling from that pocket so soon. It's like he knew he was never going to have any time to throw. Yeah, and the real problem, of course, with, was those edge rushers yes. uh, that were being blocked by those offensive tackles. They had pressure off both edges, and that really makes for a tough game for a quarterback to feel that kind of heat coming off both the left and right side. Well, I read something where... Oh, one other, go ahead. One other observation. I bet if you go back and chart that game, Tampa Bay had a really, really heavy tendency to run the ball off that right side. With worse. That's where Tristan's lined yes. up. Uh, I I bet they ran three out of four or maybe four out of five plays to the right. I could be wrong about that, but it certainly seemed like it as the game played out. No, I agree. And um, I just had somebody tweet at me saying that Tristan, I'm curious, Don, you remember Orlando Pace? Yeah. I love Tristan Wurst. Don't get me wrong, but I'm not ready to say right now Tristan Wurst better than Orlando Pace. I think he, I mean, Don, Orlando Pace is the greatest offensive lineman I ever saw play. I mean, I, I just, I just, he was amazing. Just, I mean, I think Tristan has that potential, but to say that he's better than Orlando Pace right now, I'm not ready to go. It's a little there. early. It's a little early for that. Don't you agree? Yeah, that's, that's premature. That's premature. He, he played unusually well for a rookie. He sure did. Sure. Uh, you know, he's got the potential to be the greatest that ever played tackle. We'll see. That's an that's an opportunity. That's something sure. to aspire to, and uh, maybe someday we'll be able to say that about Tristan. But that's going to take another another ten years or so, I think, for us to say that. I mean, you remember? I mean, Orlando Pace was just. I mean, I just remember. Amazing. He was amazing. He was like six seven. He had nimble feet, and he. I mean, but no, I think Tristan definitely has a chance to aspire to that, and I'm happy for him. He's a good kid, hard worker, twenty one years old. One other interesting stat from last night I read on Twitter. Mahomes was pressured 29 times. Brady was pressured four times. Think about that. Yeah. That's the game right there. There's your, there's your game. Yeah. Had Brady been on – had Brady had to face what Mahomes did last night, Brady would have been terrible. He wouldn't have been able to play under those circumstances. Yeah, you're right. And the, and the, and Mahomes got a lot of pressure. And the bottom line, it was mostly a four-man rush. That's, that's what it was. Cover two, four-man yeah. rush. They never had to change. Yeah, they didn't load up. It was just it was just uh, those guys up front doing a great job of overpowering the people that were trying to block them. So, well, Don, as, as always, we love your insight. We love you calling in. Feel free to call anytime, anytime. you want. Uh, Feel free to come in here some morning at 5 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's great to talk to you guys, and, and just count me as one of those 
one of those uh, listener fans too. All right, Donnie. Really enjoy listening to you Thanks. guys. Thanks. We appreciate so much. it. We we'll appreciate that. Thanks. Yep. Yep. Y'all take care. Thanks, Coach. What a pleasant surprise. Yeah. That he, was great. It's always I love hearing from He's Don. really more. Are we going to get a fake a Don Patterson? You no, know we're going to get a fake no, one. No, we're not going to. Yes, deal there'll with be it. a fake one. Yeah, we won't tolerate. You it. won't tolerate it. <laughs> no. Yeah, I've seen your 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 toleration. You tolerate about anything. <laughs> no. No, that that was good. To, it was interesting yeah. to get. That was the interesting thing about that game, though. They played cover two and rush four the entire game, and were still able to dominate because they didn't respect Kansas City's running game. Yep. That was it, and Kansas City never gave them a reason to respect it. No, Don is, you know, he, we're well, lucky to he, have him. He, yeah, it's very, very much so. He's a member of the, as far as I'm concerned. So we're lucky to have Don and Adam both. We got, yeah, we have two yeah. really good Hawkeye. I want yeah, go really to go. I want to go to one of his classes I would that he does. I would love to do that. I, yeah. I would too. But we're I lucky to have so much. We're lucky to have Don and Adam both. Yeah, they both we give, really are. They both give great insight. They've both been there and done it. One's a coach. One's a former player. No, we really are lucky to have both of them. Hello. Do you think Gronk will keep playing as long as Brady does? Well, sure, why not? He sure uh, made, was a big factor last night. Yeah, I mean, he made it look easy last night. I mean, the one was a, what, six-yard touchdown where he basically had to they just flick the ball to yeah. him and he walked into the end zone. <laughs> yeah, no, I think Gronk and, realized retirement wasn't that fun, and, hey, it's not fun when that money stops either. And he's, I think he's only like 32. Yeah, he is. Oh, he's younger. I mean, Gronk was on one of those Arizona teams that Iowa played, but he was hurt. Remember, he had a back yeah. injury yep. his last year at Arizona. That was 2009, 2010. So, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if Gronk kept playing. I mean, he's in great shape, and, um, and it's, it's a great story. I mean, it really is. I'm not a huge Tampa Bay fan. I'm not a New England fan. I'm, God, I wish the Bears would have drafted. Although the Bears would have drafted Bears. Tom Brady and probably traded him or sat him for five oh, yeah. years. <laughs> and what are the what are the. And you right. know that's true. They would have done something wrong. What are the freaking Cubs doing? I have no idea. I think even Hunter's got to be probably um, a little pessimistic about the Cubs' chances this year. The Cubs are a mess on paper, right? Are the Ricketts just tearing the team down because they don't want to spend money? I guess. That's what it looks like happening. Yeah. I mean, the, and the then Cubs thought are, when the Tribune sold them, oh, this was going to be, you know. Yeah. All, the all Cubs' all. rotation is crap. It's terrible. It's terrible. Hello. Hi, I was going to say, do go to some of Don's uh, classes because they are really good. Oh, I'm sure I they are. One of them. You've yep. been to them, yeah. Yeah. Okay, no, and we. He does a very good job. Yep. Okay. All right, bye, thanks, Karen. I'd probably flunk it. I'd have to sit next to somebody smart and cheat off them. She serious. She seriously is all things Hawkeye. Who, <laughs> Karen? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I yes, mean, she is. Yeah. No, I mean, and she loves all the sports too. Yeah. She doesn't just no. She's not just a front runner. No. Hello. Hey, good morning. Good morning. Um, I uh, wanted to say something about the Super Bowl. Uh, and, Pat, you mentioned it. Um, I'm not a Chiefs fan, but Pat Mahomes makes some crazy throws. He threw one where he was, he was almost parallel to the ground. And it and should have been caught. It, and the guy dropped it. And the guy dropped it. But, I mean, he, yeah, he's a really good talent. Uh I listened to a sports betting show, and I wanted to bring this up for no reason other than just bringing it up. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the, the, first, the first week, the Vegas determined that uh, they gave Tampa Bay three and a half points, and most of the betting, 75 80% of it was on Kansas City. And I don't know if any of you have heard this, but there's this guy down in Houston, they call him Mattress Matt. And he's a very wealthy guy, and he controls the furniture market in the greater Houston area. 
he uh, took his private plane, jet, whatever, and flew to the nearest state where he could place a bet, and he flew to Colorado, and he bet $3.46 million on Tampa. And uh, that's all he talked about, one guy putting that much money on, on a bet on a team in the Super Bowl. I don't know how much he won, but I just thought I'd bring it up. Great show. That's a big, uh, that's a guys big bet. Thanks. Wouldn't it be nice to have enough money yeah, that you can where you that. could make a bet like that? Yeah. Which I, of course, wouldn't do anyway. No. But, you know, because you've seen too many weird things. Yeah, I you mean, know, it could have, t- you know, I don't know. It could yeah, it can always go the other way. Yeah. You know, I mean. Especially in college, you know, they're young kids. You don't know how they're going to react, how they're going to play against another God, team. Can you imagine betting on this Iowa basketball team? Oh, no, <laughs> God, my God. Just be, you'd be pulling your hair out. <laughs> you're up by Indiana. You're up at home against Indiana by 11 in the second half, and you lose by 12. <laughs> well, how about up by uh, 7 against Minnesota, Minnesota with 45 the, seconds left? Yeah, and you lose that one, and then you're up at yesterday by 6 at Indiana, and you lose. I mean, yeah, it's... That's why I've never been a big gambler. No. I, mean, I learned my lesson ho- years and years and years you're ago. You're helpless. It's all depending on other people, and you're just helpless. Yeah. I placed one bet, and it's this place. <laughs> Did you w- win or lose? <laughs> Jury's out. It's starting to look Did little... you keep your betting stuff? <laughs> it's starting to look a little bleak outside. It is. I mean, yeah. What's I going hope... on with the snow? I didn't hear you guys saying it was going to snow. No, he said Mr. it was going to snow. But we What's said snowing? It, it would be an inch or less. Like come... a 30% chance, I think. And it looks yeah. like the 30% chance is here. Hello. Uh-huh. How about being up by a couple million votes and then the mail-in votes came in and you told your people not to vote by mail and you get your ass kicked? (laughs) No, no, no. Stay in your lane. Stay in your lane, fake Ackerman. Fake Ackerman is part of our uh, political... See, we're being dragged into another lane right (laughs) now. We have not gone politics at all today. No. I'm losing. We haven't done much in the way of politics for because he's gone. He's gone exactly. Yeah, I'm carrying uh, maybe two, maybe two segments of CNN a morning. And I will say, everything's normal. Can we agree that Biden is kind of boring? Yes, I want. I want boring. boring. Yeah, he's really boring, and he always looks like he's ready to fall asleep. His eyes are always squinting. I like. Well, they call him Sleepy (laughs) Joe. Doesn't he look like he's just about ready to fall asleep? All I know is. He's boring, and I like it. No, I'm just saying, yeah, he's boring. Yeah. His speeches are at times painful, yeah. boring, but I don't need to listen to him. I mean, yeah. you know, yeah. I mean. The but, country's running, what I think, the country's running right. He, he just rejoined the U.N., human rights, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, he's doing everything I wanted him to do. Hello. I just wanted to say, as the program director, I appreciate the pacing of the show, how you went directly from Southern Justin Right to the G.G. Allen call, directly into Don Patterson. <laughs> well, I think Don knew that after the G.G. Allen call, we had momentum going, and he wanted to, I, I think he wanted to feed off that momentum. Timing is everything. I think Don knew. Always and strong. Yes, I agree with you. Like I, I agree that with did, you. No, I was thinking the same. Uh, the same what was the G.G. Allen call again? It was funny. It was a turd. Turducken. You said I went to a G.G. Allen show, and there was there was turducken. We were turducken. That was actually a good one. It was. That was a good one. Whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. We haven't really talked about Gigi Allen much lately either. No? Yes, yeah, since, uh, 
since Trump's out of office. <laughs> you think G.G. Allen would have liked Trump? <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> you think Trump would have liked G.G. If, yeah, if he supported him. Yeah, well, no. If the Russian, if the Russian tapes are true. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah, I hadn't thought about that. So, but, oh, and hey, um, let's see. Um, Iowa Wrestling won two yesterday. Yep, How about the Iowa track team over dominating the Nebraska invite and our athlete of the week? is a um, track athlete, our second annual Hawk Fanatic Shields Athlete of the Week. We got, um, God, his name is, it's Austin Cressley, I believe. He's a freshman. He won the 200 and he won the 60, and his time in the 60 is the third fastest in program history. Joey's getting talent from everywhere. I mean, they are stacked up and down. Assuming we get a good false, good help from COVID, I think this is going to be a fun winter and spring for Iowa track. I mean, they got a chance to really be good. That's good. Have you heard anything about baseball? No. Nothing. No, actually, I, I should I should reach out to Rick, but it's going to be hard for Rick to talk when they don't have a schedule yet, you know? I mean, there's So, yeah, I have not. I, but remember how we hadn't heard about wrestling? Then all of a sudden then it, just, boom. Boom, yep. it just popped up. So, but, I mean, I would imagine baseball is going to have to be here. I mean, I mean, in normal years, they'd be they'd be getting ready. They'd be down in Florida yeah, by now, yeah. And they'd be getting ready to try to remember. They've tried to do first home games in early March if the weather permits. So, so yeah. Hopefully, in the next week or so. But I'll reach out to Rick. I would like to get Rick on and talk a little Hawkeye baseball because I think the baseball team has a chance to be yeah, be real really good. good. I mean, it was really good last year when they were shut down. They had beaten some really good teams. So we'll see. I mean. We're making progress with COVID, but there seemed to be a decent, what were there, 25,000 people in that Super Bowl last night? I think yes. so. And it yeah. made a difference. It seemed like it, almost a semi-normal it, game, didn't it? Felt it felt better. Yep. It just felt yeah. like, okay, there's fans there. And I don't know how spread out they were, but they, it did make a difference. It's, supposedly, they were very, you know, they were very spread out. Good. More than six feet. And uh, it looked, well, they had fake fans, too, in, yeah. in there. Uh, and f- so we're not the only ones. The Super Bowl and KCJJ have fake fans. Is that what it yeah. is? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but again, thanks to Adam and Don Patterson. Appreciate their insight. And as always, and everybody be safe. I don't have my glasses on. Is it still snowing? Yes. Yeah. Hard. I'm not liking this. No. Not- so do, do we know when Donnie gives his show, does his teaching things i i don't know i can we'll reach out to, to him yeah we'll have to find out because i definitely want to i want to do that no that would be fun no that would definitely i would that would be fun he just makes it he makes i think ann would enjoy it too because she's a big fan of and he has a way of breaking down football like only he can i mean but we're also talking about a college head coach iowa offensive coordinator for years he's pretty qualified no, yeah. I, yeah no we're very like you said very lucky to have him and have adam yep we yep. sure are and then are, um, we're going to end this show with some more quarter flash? Shut up. What do they have beside Harden My Heart? Uh, some, uh, some other damn Find song. Another Fool. I don't yes. have that one. Well, but that was their other hit. Was it a I big hit? It. Yes. Yeah. Was okay. it? Would I know it if I heard it? Find Another Fool. Uh, yeah, <laughs> you would. Okay. Why don't you find another Find another, find another fool to love uh, It's you. not ringing a bell. Find another. I'm going to take your word I for don't it. remember that either. It starts. What about Madness, One Step Beyond? Don't know that one. Don't oh, have that one. You know that song, Shooter. Doesn't you don't he? remember Find Another Fool, Steve? No. It was a, it was a hit. 
I don't know. I was playing uh, uh, his crap when the, when that came out. How about our house by Madden? <laughs> our house in the middle I, of the street. You know something? Our house. I kind of liked that song like that before song. before Hy-Vee put it in their ads. Oh, they did. Yeah. I liked Graham Nash's yeah, "Our House Better." Oh, oh, yeah. I love that song. But I mean, uh, yeah, they put it in their ads, and it's on all the time. And I'm with two cats in. The, why no dog though? Why does why what Graham got something against dogs? Uh, no, he why wrote two it because he was living with uh, Joni Mitchell, and they had two cats. Oh, they had, they had no dogs. Yeah. Uh-uh. What the hell's going on there? Yeah. Uh, uh, Judy Collins came over and shot him. <laughs> Because she heard the dogs were profiting off her success. Yeah, the dogs are profiting off my success. Hello? Hey, Captain. What? I don't know why you have any CDs in there. You could just have Pat and Tom sing all day. <laughs> with that. that. Is, I did see the other day they had a little video of the... Biden's two dogs just ro- roaming yeah. the one. They showed the one sniffing like a champ and major. They showed yeah. one sniffing like a drape, and you know they're dogs, and yeah. you know they're shedding all over. They're, yeah. they, they, See, I love the fact that there are dogs do in the White House. Yeah. but I like the fact they're probably going outside, civilized, pooping in the yard, maybe stepping in their poop and bringing. And there, it in you the know that there's someone that has to clean it. Oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah and they're probably making six figures. Yeah, yeah. I do it for that. I'd, if I'd, 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 I'd clean up wopsies for nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I definitely go to Washington D.C. for a hundred grand and pick up dog poop for four years yeah. and raise those dogs. I'd do that. That'd be fun. They look like be- they're beautiful dogs, aren't Hello. they? Yeah. Big German shepherds. Hello. There was somebody that had to pick up cops poop when it fell out of his pant leg too. Who's? <laughs> he's just who's who's pant leg? Trump. Oh. We're gonna end. We, that we gonna, might be one. Are we ending on that one? Yeah, that I wanted to many. end it before that. I started to. <laughs> well, no, today was fun, and I yeah, just, yeah. just wish the men and and the women, for that matter, would start playing better. They're both. Yeah, these those double headers have been bleak. Yeah, yeah the women bleak. just the women on Big Ten Network are just that's not that's a bad recipe. Caitlin Clark poured in thirty, and but it wasn't enough. No, and Cesano had a bunch of points too, didn't she? Uh, Monica, sixteen, I think. Uh, sixteen. Or well, the other night she had twenty-three, and so they're Anna not. Warnock had ten, and but she had, I think, fifteen rebounds. Okay, they're just not getting much from their bench, Mm-mm. and nope. it's just it's mm-hmm. tough. I mean, the Big Ten's got some good teams this year, and it looks like they're going to really have to fight to make the NCAA tournament this year. But I imagine Caitlin Clark will, for the ninth time, be the freshman of the year. Probably. I guess. Yeah, that's almost like it's a ridiculous. The Caitlin Clark Award. It's almost a ridiculous <laughs> award at this point. <laughs> Well, she is something else, and she'll get better, too. Mm-hmm. She'll get better as a distributor. I just wish they would start winning some games. Yeah. What are they, 10 and 6? 10 and 6. I'm not sure what they are in conference play. I think they're um, are they around 500. Yeah. 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 So we'll see. We've been spoiled by Iowa women's basketball. I mean, I mean, they've been really good these last few years, and this year they may take a little bit of a dip, but they're young. They're young in some ways, but, you know, they have a junior center. So we'll see. They do. All right. All right, everybody. Thanks again for listening, and be safe and drive safe out there, everybody, because it doesn't look good. Yep, and thanks to Adam Haluska and uh, Donnie Patterson, and Molly Suter is next.